This is the NTT IndyCar Series. Below is right there, and now we'll make a look to the inside, and he will clear Will Power. Makes it look easy through turn number Newgarden four. all over the rear wing of Pato Award, and he'll make the pass. At the Here top comes Newgarden. He's in. He's stalled out. The Pinsky crew goes to work. The black sidewall tires go on. Fuel is in. Rapid stopping. Graham Rahal has found new life in that car. He's closed it within two car lengths. You count. never count this one over till it's actually over. Great win, guys. Great win. With live flag-to-flag coverage, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. An expanded grid, new faces in new places, but for the 20th time, the familiar streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome, everyone, to the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding. This is Mark James. Happy to have you with us for the long chase to the Astor Cup at Seasons Inn. Roman Grosjean, your pole setter. Let's not waste any time hearing from drivers as they get set to roll off the grid about one hour from now. Let's welcome it first, Ryan Marie. Yes, it is my pleasure to have a chance to speak with a four-time Indianapolis 500 winner. If we can uh, quickly jump in here with you, Elio. Sorry to interrupt. We're looking forward to seeing you out here on track again soon back in St. Pete. What a perfect place to start the season, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wow, looking around us, it's just amazing. The crowd, the, the atmosphere, it's always great. Plus, every uh, beginning of the season, everybody's pumped, ready to go. And uh, so it's really cool to be here. And uh, we're looking good. We are starting the... 15 spots, you know, it was, it was right literally in the middle of the field. Yep, I noticed the same thing. We're right in the middle of the field. So we start on reds, and um, I feel that this track normally goes tennis to the blacks, and uh, that's what we, uh, we're betting on it. All right, well, wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. That's Elio Castro-Neves. Let's yeah. welcome in Alex Wolf. And I'm here with the driver that will roll off from the outside of the fourth row, Felix Rosenquist for Team McLaren. And we talked about sort of the energy that Team McLaren has for this 2023 season. And uh, as we look ahead after that half-hour warm-up session, what do you think about the outlook for the race today? Well, I think you never really know. Uh, all I know is we have a good feeling in the team, as you said. Uh, I think we've been solid all weekend. Uh, Warm-up, a little bit of a different game than the uh, rest of the weekends, just trying to get the car dialed in for race trend. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're pretty sporty. Uh, as I say, it's just so hard to know once you're, like, until you're out there finally pushing in the race. But uh, you just got to stick to our program and uh, see how far it takes us. Look forward to seeing what you do in the race. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll get back to Alex and Ryan with more drivers in a few minutes. First, we're going to hear from our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, who is piloting the fastest seat in sports to start the race today. Davey, your thoughts and impressions on getting this season underway are going to be awfully interesting, mainly because of the expanded grid and, the, as we said, the new drivers in some new places. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, what a great day out here. I'm down here with a lot of the drivers on the grid as well right now, Mark. So pretty cool atmosphere. So many people here packing the stands and, and, and getting ready for their opening ceremonies. But what excitement it is. And it's start this race off here at St. Petersburg. We always love it, Mark. This is your second home, I know for sure. And um, it's uh, it's exciting with 27 cars, as you just said. Uh, seems to be a pretty tricky racetrack right now. We've just seen Indy next run, had some issues. So it's uh, I, I expect the same in IndyCar. A lot of action is going to happen. Uh, we're going to see if it's going to be a two- or three-stop strategy. I'm going to pick two if I'm up front and leading this race. Try to stay up front as much as you can. I think track position is going to play a big, big part in this, Mark. So um, a lot of hungry drivers. You know, we got Grosjean on the pole. He's been there before, has not got that win. Made a lot of mistakes throughout his career. He's going to try to fix that and get a win. Colton Herta, he knows how to win here. He starts on that outside row. And how about third?
third place Pato Award. You know, he's hungry. He's obviously talented, and that McLaren team seemed to be bringing, uh, bringing the package this year. In that Indy Next Series, as the race progressed, the track dirtied up, and it caused some grip issues for these for those drivers of those cars. Going to be the same today for these cars? Well, I think so, and I think the situation was that the track didn't get cleaned from IndyCar practice early this morning to Indy next race, and so I, I see the sweeper trucks literally right now looking down the racetrack. They're cleaning this racetrack up, Mark, so I, I have a feeling it's going to get cleaned at the first, um, but it's going to, I think, marble up, as we call it, get the, the pieces of rubber all over the racetrack fairly immediately, but if a yellow is to come out, I do expect the trucks to come out and try to clean the, the marbles off the racetrack as well to keep the, the racing grooves good, but Keep an eye out on that. We're all going to be watching monitors. We're going to be watching tracks. All of our overhead, you know, corner workers are going to be watching what uh, transpires with racetrack grooves and if you can run in them or not. Ganassi and Penske have had a grip on the championship uh, for the last several years, at least so far this weekend, it looks like. Andretti Autosport and Aero McLaren are two teams. Looks like they've loaded up and they're ready to come chase those two Oh, down. man. Well, Andretti opens up strong here every year. You look in the history books, they really are. But when it comes to championships, it's hard to beat Penske Ganassi. Who's done it last? Andretti Autosport. So they're coming off strong here. All their cars are really fast at three in the fast six. So we know that they're, they're coming to challenge not just for wins but for championships. But uh, as history proves, as history proves, it's really a Ganassi-Pinsky fight out for the championship. But with McLaren, Andretti, so many other teams really fired up to try to, uh, to change that. Uh, from time to time, you've piloted the fastest seat in sports. You're doing that today. Give folks a perspective what that experience is going to be like for you today. Well, it's great. You know, I mean, a lot of fans down here. It's fun to be able to take a celebrity around the racetrack just to see what it's like and, and to pace the field uh, of 27 cars here at St. Pete. Um, you know, I love doing it, but then again, I love the radio. So I'm going to get out as fast as I can, get in that booth, uh, and uh, and call this race with you, Mark. Have a good, safe ride. We'll talk to you just a little bit later on the, in this show. That's our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton. We will return to talk to more of the field of 27 when we come back. The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, 27 cars make up the grid for today's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Let's hear from many of those drivers, starting with Ryan Marine. And Colton Herta will start on the outside of the front row. The Gainbridge Honda looks like it's been pretty quick all weekend long. Can you keep it up front and get one more spot come uh, the end of the race today? I, I hope so. You know, it's a it's a good place to be in. Um, the outside looks cleaner for the start, looks better for uh, turn one braking. So hopefully I can get a good run there. Um, I really just want to settle in and and try to keep a hold of these tires. If we're trying to two stop it, then we gotta wait. We gotta make them last a long time. So uh, that's the goal, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Is that the preferred strategy, the two stop? If it goes fully green, it's a lot faster, but it's not gonna go fully green. So there's. It's a double-edged sword for, for both strategies. There's bad bad place to get yellows uh, for each one, so we'll see. Colton Herta will roll off. P2. Alex? Benjamin Peterson rolls off 27th for A.J. Foyt. First off, what are your thoughts getting ready for your first IndyCar start? Just embracing everything. Um, getting ready for my first ever IndyCar race. Longest race I've ever done. First ever pit stop race. Um, I'm ec- ecstatic. We, we had a very good warm-up. We... We weren't really pushing for pace. We were just purely trying to get a number on, on fuel, and we were able to get the number with with decent pace of, of what the other guys were doing comparatively. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and just uh, just focusing on finishing the race to get the experience. 
Well, we certainly wish you the best of luck and a good, safe day out there. Thank you. Ryan? Graham Rahal will start from the 20th position. He'll have his teammate Jack Harvey alongside. Graham, you got the teammate next to you, but you're mired in traffic. How do you approach turn one? Yeah, I mean, we got to take care of this guy. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it, I, honestly, I don't know. Turn one here for me is always just a guess. I just, I think, you know, we're starting on the cleaner side of the track. There's probably going to be some good action up the inside. Same with four. Uh, frankly, just get through it and, and let's settle in and go race. I mean, this is a long race. It's going to be physical today. It's hot. It's humid. 100 laps around here is going to beat you up. The cars this weekend, the track's been ultra challenging. We'll just see how it plays out. Best of luck. Thanks. Alex? Augustine Canapino gets ready to make his first career IndyCar start. And first off, the uh, feeling they had last fall getting able to run some uh, demonstration laps in your native Argentina. Yes, yes, we, we are really happy. Uh, I, I saw a lot of Argentinians here, really incredible. Thanks a lot of fans from Argentina come, uh, that come here. Uh, no, I'm very excited. My first race, my first driver introduction. I am like a first day in school, learning and watching everything. What's your goals for today and for this season? Oh, my my goal is finish the race, and uh, it, it will be really tough, really, really tough. The cars are insane, really fast, and my, my main goal today is try to finish the race. Well, we hope you have a fun, safe, and a good day out there. Good luck. Thank you. Over to Ryan. And Kyle Kirkwood has been really impressive all weekend long. He's got a starting spot in the top six. You're back with Andretti Autosport. They ran you in what was then Indy Lights, now Indy Next in the past. Has that been a seamless transition back under their tent? Yeah, it sure has. It doesn't feel like I'm with a new team. It just feels like I'm, I'm with my team that I've been with in the past, right? So um, it's technically my third year with them. And, yeah, like it's been seamless. We haven't had many test days, and we've already shown to be super fast. We've been in the top five every single session that we've ran this year, um, which is amazing, I think. And, um, yes, today we've got three cars in the top five. Um, Ultimately, it's one of those guys. One of us needs to win, and uh, we're going to do everything we can in our power to make that happen. Good luck. Thank you. That's Kyle Kirkwood, Alex. Scott Dixon just got a a good luck fist bump from Elio Castroneves. And Scott, well, your starting position matches your car number a nine. Uh, what do you think with the balance between the primaries and the alternates here on the streets of St. Pete? Uh, it'd be interesting. You know, I think we were a lot better than that. You know, it was the only session I think we weren't in the top three. So, um, yeah, we missed the balance a little bit for Q2 and, and ultimately missed, you know, converting by 300. So definitely a, a frustrating portion of the weekend. The car's super fast. Everybody on the PNC uh, bank number nine has done a tremendous job all year. So I think if we can find our way forward, we'll be uh, very strong and in contention to win. But uh, we're off strategy here. We're, we're starting on the primary tires. Um, see where it goes. Well, we certainly look forward to seeing the where that goes and best of luck here today cheers man thank you ryan i'm with marcus armstrong who's about to embark on his first start in the ntt indycar series for a guy who i know grew up watching indycar dreaming of this moment what are the emotions you're about to take your first green yeah first race first of firsts really um there's a, a lot of build up to the race a lot of cool things uh, media activities a lot of fans it's chaos really i'm enjoying it it's cool um, but now we're going to get to business and drive the wheels off it. It's a hot day here, hotter than it's been the last couple of days. Not as much breeze either. How will that affect you? Um, I mean, it's it's been warm all week, really, but I quite like the heat. 
um, I'm always cold, so I, like when I'm inside the car, I actually don't mind it. Um, but yeah, the the wind is a bit less, which makes it a bit easier in some corners, uh, but more difficult at turn one. But um, all in all, I think it's a positive that it's lower. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Marcus Armstrong will start his first NTT IndyCar Series race from the 13th starting position, Alex. And Alexander Rossi makes his first start for Aero McLaren. And first off, as this is the first weekend comes to its crescendo, what's it been like joining Aero McLaren with your teammates, with uh, with Pato and along with Felix? Yeah, it's been great, man. I mean, I think everyone's been so welcoming. We're still... Um trying to, to get everyone to gel working together, a big expansion of the team, but I think this weekend's been a, a really strong start. We're only going to get stronger from here, so very proud of the effort that all the Arrow McLaren boys and girls um, have put in. I think we have a, a pretty good race car today, so um, this race is going to be pretty wild, I think, with, with how all the different strategies and just probably a decent amount of nutrition is going to play out, so got to be there at the end and um, learn as much as we can over this and, and go into this uh, this next break and, and, and kind of understand the areas we need to focus on. I look forward to seeing what happens today. Best of luck. Thank you. And Ryan has his teammate. That I do. Pato Award will start in the third starting position. And we were just chatting off air. You said you came with a better car, better package than you have the last couple of years. How much confidence does that give you coming into the race? We've had a good see- uh, good season, good, uh, good weekend so far. And um, we've arrived a lot stronger than what we have in the past. So that's obviously a, a very solid, good, positive step from, from our, you know, our whole team. But um, there's a difference between a good qualifying car and a good race car. And uh, a warm-up was a little bit tricky. And, you know, the pace differences from one to the other are so big that the car will be functioning and working different depending on those inputs. So uh, we're just trying to get a little bit more in the window in the race, and hopefully the changes we've made are going to get us there. Long, hot race coming up. Good luck. Thanks, dude. Alex? Scott McLaughlin, the defending champion of the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg and also an Australian a sprint car owner. Well, James McFadden had a, had a win over New Year's as a car owner. What was that experience like? It was great. I mean, I wanted to be a team owner at some point, but I never thought I'd own a sprint car. But, uh, yeah, really proud of James and what he was doing. And uh, we didn't win the big classic over there, but, um, yeah, he did a good job otherwise. Well, it was a great effort down there under. And now what do you have to do to uh, go back-to-back here on the streets of St. Pete? I don't know. I think, I think we've got... I think we got a great shot. Um, we're, we're starting on blacks, so um, yeah, the guys in front of us on greens. We're we're, we're going to be in different strategy, so you can always ask for that little little change up. So hey, we'll see how we go. Hopefully, we can wheel it and get to the front. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you, mate. And Ryan has our pole sitter. That's right. Roman Grosjean set to start from the front of the IndyCar field for just the second time in his career. Big celebration from you yesterday when you got that pole. How big would the celebration be if it was a win at the end of the day today? Well, let's hope we find out in a few hours. So uh, I think we uh, we started the best way we could start. I'm really happy with the team and uh, and all the work that's been done. So uh, excited for the race. It's a tough one. It's a long one, but hopefully we can do a good job. It does seem like the team has taken a step from last year. Where do you feel that? Yeah, I think we, uh, the whole team improved a lot, and I could, t- I could see through the winter testing that we made some really good progress. So having three cars in the fast six was absolutely the proof that uh, we did well. Good luck today. Thank you. Alex? Marcus Erickson, the 2022 champion of the Indianapolis 500, getting set to roll off from the outside of the second row. And Marcus, what do you think about your car here for today? Do you think it's going to be a fuel strategy type race or is it going to be flat out? 
No, I think, you know, fuel tires is definitely going to be part of it, as, as always, really, in IndyCar. And uh, we'll be interested to see how the, these new green tires, how they behave. Uh, I think that will be the key to the race, if you can take care of them and make them work over a stint. Uh, but, yeah, always fun racing here. We're in a good spot in P4, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. As we look forward to talking about those alternate tires, the greens, uh, have you noticed any kind of a difference? Yeah, I think the green is definitely, you know, more ultimate grip, but it's... Uh, it's, uh, you know, the, the primary tires are much more uh, consistent tires. So I think, uh, you know, you need to have a car that works on both today. Wish you the best of luck out there today. Thank you. Uh, that is uh, 13 starters and eight of the top 10 for today's Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. You heard about some of the drivers that are in new places. Well, we'll sort it all out for you, courtesy of Ryan Marine when we come back. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Download the IndyCar app for live streaming of every on-track session of Indy Next by Firestone and the NTT IndyCar Series. And in between race weekends, purchase your copy of classic Indy 500 race broadcast. Go to IMS.com and click on the History tab for nearly 70 years of historical race broadcasts from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's your chance to own a piece of history and relive your favorite race moments. At home, at work, or at the park, we're only a click away on your phone or tablet. Racing Optics is the official aero screen and helmet protective solution partner of IndyCar and NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics is a Wilson family-owned business with deep motorsport roots. Dempsey Wilson competed as a rookie in the 1958 Indy 500 with A.J. Foyt. Racing Optics is proud to continue the family legacy of participating in and working with IndyCar for 60-plus years. Visit RacingOptics.com to learn more about the windshield protection and helmet tear-offs featured on every Every IndyCar. I'm NTT IndyCar driver Santino Frucci. From the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-494-8148. 800-494-8148. That's 800-494-8148. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. The 2023 season begins today in St. Petersburg, Florida, and for many teams and drivers, it is the first true test of partnerships formed in advance of the new season. A.J. Foyt Racing saw the biggest changes in the offseason with Santino Ferrucci and rookie Benjamin Peterson stepping into cars vacated by the Andretti Autosport-bound Kyle Kirkwood and Dalton Kellett, who has moved on from professional racing. Kirkwood, in turn, replaces Alexander Rossi in the Andretti team, rejoining the squad that ran him to the 2021 Indy Next title. Rossi steps away from the only home he's ever had in his IndyCar career to join the expanded Aero McLaren outfit in a new third Chevrolet entry. 
Expansion elsewhere on the grid has Argentinian touring car ace Agustin Canapino in a second car for Juncos Hollinger Racing alongside incumbent Callum Eilat. Canapino is one of four rookies in IndyCar this year, joining the aforementioned Peterson, the American Stingray Rob, and Kiwi Marcus Armstrong. Rob steps up to IndyCar after a rudder-up season in Indy Next for a full season with Dale Coyne Racing, while Armstrong, a veteran of FIA F2, will contest at least the road and street courses for Chip Ganassi Racing in a car that he is due to share with two-time Indy 500 winner Takuma Sato for the oval portion of the schedule. Uh, good stuff, Ryan Marine, and that sorts it all out. Plenty of celebrities to start off the season, Alex Wolf. And the Grand Marshal, a woman with 72 LPGA wins, 10 majors for Grand Slam, Annika Sorenstam. First off, uh, what do you think about your experience here this weekend with the NTT IndyCar Series? Oh, it's really cool. I've never been to an Indy Series like this. It's, just, uh, uh, it's exciting, it's fun, it's happening, it's thrilling, so I really look forward to the race. I know you spent some time with the Colton Herta as the weekend progressed with your association with Gainbridge. What were your perspective on uh, him and just uh, looking around some of these cars? I know. They're just amazing. I mean, uh, I can't believe how fast they drive and the the precision that they have. And, you know, just being out there, that speed is amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to get to know Colton a little bit. We had dinner together, just chatting a little bit about the strategy, learning a lot. Learning a lot. There's so much planning and so much organization behind the scenes. So, it's uh, nice to kind of get the you know front row seat. We talk about that uh, association with Gamebridge. What do you have a, a golf tournament that Gamebridge is a sponsor of down here in the Tampa area? What's that been like? Yeah, you're right. So in November we're going to have the Annika driven by Gamebridge. You know, Gamebridge they do so much for women's sport, and super excited to partner with them, and then obviously come here and create awareness about our tournaments and women's golf. I know, lastly, uh, your association with the IndyCar Series not ending here. It's really just beginning. First, to uh, tell us about the uh, business venture you have and being involved with the Steph Wilson, the uh, Cusick Motorsports, Dry and Reinbold, when we get to the month of May in the Indianapolis 500. I know. I go from uh, not being part at all to being full force. Uh, so we're partnering with the Cusick Motorsports and with the Indianapolis 500, and we got Fizzy Bees, our drink on the car. So lots of buzz going on. Oh, a lot of buzz for sure, and it's an honor to get to talk to a, a legendary a competitor like you, and we hope you enjoy your day here and uh, give him the command to fire engines here in a little bit. Thank you very much, no doubt. Uh, thank you very much. Sam here at the Grand Prix. Good stuff, Alex. Well, thank you very much. Always nice to talk to a legend, that is for sure. Uh, speaking of legends, we have three legendary turn announcers uh, set to uh, call the action for you today. A little bit later on in the uh, pre-race show, we'll get to their course descriptions, their opinions of who they think might win today, but First, want to get their thoughts and impressions. Here we are again, starting the season on the streets of St. Petersburg. Michael Young, we've all been privileged to be able to do this for a number of years now. Your thoughts as we get ready to start this 2023 campaign. Such a sentimental place, the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Mark, this actually was my first professional event that I ever did. I did the public address back in 2005 and did it for 15 years for Green Savory Promotion. So this place holds a special place in my heart to see these fans come man, to, to see the sights and the sounds of this great city of St. Petersburg. It, it is certainly one of the marquee cities in the United States of America. What better place to start this 2023 season?
season than right here on these streets. As we see the fans starting to stream into these grandstands, you can feel the excitement starting to build. The drivers coming across the the introduction stage. We see the trucks starting to take the drivers around the track. It It's starting to get electric. And, of course, our first race of the season, it doesn't get much better than this. The sun is out today. It's very humid, very warm. But, again, I wouldn't wish anybody uh, any other place to be than here right now, right here today for the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg and the good folks at Firestone. It is one of the best. I look forward to the call. Michael Young will be back with you a little bit later on in the show. Let's welcome in Jake Query. Jake, just like Michael, been a part of this event for a number of years. And, Jake, you've had some spectacular views over the years. And I know that you have gone out and explored, uh, as you do at each and every racetrack. And uh, I I continue to applaud the NTT IndyCar Series and Green Savory's commitment to kicking off each and every season in such a spectacular way as we do here on the streets of St. Petersburg. And I think, Mark, one of the things that makes it special here in St. Petersburg is not only do you have so many people who are coming down to enjoy the sun-splashed weather here in Florida that are coming from Indiana and Michigan and areas of the Midwest that have yet to, of course, get that regular sun in the season. But in addition to that, the people here in the St. Petersburg area, Mark, this has become race weekend. And yes, the date has fluctuated a bit over the course of the years, some necessary adjustments having to be made. But this is part of the social calendar here within this area in Tampa, St. Pete. You can see it around in the fabulous downtown St. Petersburg area, the signs, the banners, and the fans that are ready to enjoy the festive party-like atmosphere that is, of course, the Grand Prix when it takes to the streets. We'll tell you a little bit later about the track area that I will be covering atop from the view that I've had over the course of the weekend from the St. Petersburg Yacht Club. That means that there are people that are coming in via boat, some are coming in via car, some are simply walking through Pioneer Park, but all of them are ready to see great racing this weekend, and hopefully, like Michael Young and I, They put on a little bit of that SPF 50 as well because the sun is ubiquitous in Florida, and it's going to splash down in the Indy cars here again today. Uh, Nick Yeoman, your position high atop turn number 10. I know of what I speak because I was there for a number of years, and it is one of those locations that, quite frankly, will test your level of uh, concentration because the views, quite simply, are spectacular. Partner, Jake Jake mentioned the uh, SPF 50. You remember my first time traveling down to St. Pete with you guys? Uh, Came back to Indiana with uh, second-degree sunburns. It's... uh, very, very real. Excuse me, but uh, there, there's no doubt, Mark. Uh, this is a, a fantastic place to start the year. I thought rookie driver Augustine Canapino uh, hit it best when he said, it's like the first day of school. Whether you're an IndyCar fan or not, uh, whether this is your vacation destination spot for a spring break or, or whether you're an IndyCar fan who's been counting down the very long off season, it always feels like the first day of school. You get to see new drivers and new teams, the new colors and paint schemes on these race cars, uh, different personnel working for different teams. It is always cool to to kick off the season in St. Petersburg. Uh, a host of storylines as well. 27 full-time cars this season, which is, uh, shows the, the commitment and growth. And again, a big tip of the cap, Mark, to local government in the city of St. Petersburg and the organizers. They are all on board, and they have been for a couple decades now. It is not easy to pull off street course events. It takes a ton of effort and a ton of commitment, not only from your uh, your series like IndyCar, but from folks locally in the area. They are all all in, and it is a joy to once again be here to kick off another brand new NTT IndyCar season. Thanks, guys. Look forward to the call today for sure. We pause 10 seconds for stage identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. You are listening to 
the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. All these great radio stations all across this great land of ours, WWBF in Bartow, Florida, WPRG in Lynchburg, Virginia. And welcome back, WLME, 102.7 The Game in Owensboro, Kentucky. About 27 minutes away from the green flag to kick off the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding. Whether you're at the track, no matter where you might be, we suggest you download the brand new, updated, repurposed IndyCar app. Earlier this weekend, we caught up with IndyCar Vice President of Communication Dave First, who tells us all the fabulous features of this new app. Yeah, obviously, you know, get live timing and scoring. Uh, the leadership, the leaderboard is still there. Uh, there's an enhanced 2D track map. Uh, driver-specific telemetry is all there. A single sign-on feature for fans as well, so they can seamlessly enjoy the race across multiple Android or iOS devices. Uh, we've got exclusive live stream videos along with uh, highlight clips, race recaps, video features, uh, integration as well with the IndyCar Fantasy Challenge driven by Firestone. Uh, new this year, users can select multiple favorite drivers and teams, so that allows fans to stay up to date on not just one driver, but several drivers and teams uh, throughout the course of the 2023 season. A minimum of 11 in-car cameras. we got 14, in fact, uh, this coming Sunday, so you can choose uh, among your favorite drivers and literally ride around this beautiful 1.8-mile facility here in St. Petersburg. Uh, detailed schedules as well, races, locations, session times, broadcast channels, uh, race-specific content, as well, including uh, IndyCar's interactive spotter guide, pit assignments, full weekend schedules, and push notifications as well. I mean, if, if you need anything uh, IndyCar-related, that is uh, one-stop shopping for sure. And one of the uh, other things that Dave wanted to share with us, IndyCar is most excited about, is their uh, commitment to enhancing and protecting the environment. And a proud corporate sponsor, Shell, also involved in that, according to Dave. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's a, a longtime partner, obviously, with Team Penske, but now they've really upped the ante and uh, providing 100% renewable uh, race fuel. Uh, the, the, the way they have uh, been very uh, sustainable beginning this season and, and, and been spread throughout. I mean, heck, our, our friends at Firestone with the Waiuli tires that are going to be utilized uh, each and every street course event here in 2023. Uh, that's another element. We've got, uh, you know, hybrid technology coming next year, 2024. You're still going to have that sound of an IndyCar engine, but it's going to be able to uh, turn up the boost by about 100 horsepower with the flick of a, a switch or so, thanks to this new hybrid technology that Molly's come up with and Chevrolet and Honda. They're going to get it to the finish line. So many good things. But, and by the way, 27 entries. Yeah. Uh, this is a growing paddock. This is a growing and global series. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of really good stuff happening with the NTT IndyCar series and IndyNext by Firestone as well. Yeah, thank you very much, Dave. Uh, the NTT IndyCar Series continues to lead the field in the race for equality and change. Louisa Maser is back with more in this week's On Track with Diversity, presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR benefits consultant. We're in the booth with Brian Mahone, Director of Safety Security for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the NTT IndyCar Series, and he's going to provide us a glimpse into security measures for race weekends this season. The city of Indianapolis, roughly, we'll just say a million people. To be able to secure that on the public safety side is actually transitions well over to be able to secure the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. On race day, the Speedway is the second largest city by numbers in the state of Indiana. So uh, a venue that large, it's just like securing a large city. For me, I look at it as 
everything that we used to do in public safety to secure the city of Indianapolis, you just translate over to the venue's house. Can you kind of share more about... On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com. A couple of minutes away from uh, going trackside for pre-race festivities. Want to welcome back Nick Yeoman uh, to recap what was an interesting season debut for Indy Next by Firestone, the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Nick? Interesting is one way to put it. Uh, Yeah, a lot of carnage. uh, The newly rebranded Indy Next by Firestone series. Uh, Very cool to have 19 cars. Mark, we've been asking more cars. We want more cars to pump the excitement up. Well, we got more cars, and we crashed a lot of them today, too. Uh, a lot of carnage at the back of the field, but very interesting up front in this Indy Next race. Uh, Jacob Abel made an incredible pass going from third to first, sliding it sprint car style into turn number one. He looked to be the driver that was in control. Christian Rasmussen, Louis Foster, they were in contention as well. The Late in the race, Jacob Abel and Christian Rasmussen go side by side, and that opens the door for Nolan Siegel. Siegel gets an opportunity to possibly win, Mark, uh, with a late restart, although he overshoots the corner and opens up the door for Daniel Frost, the driver from the Singapore, who uh, scored one win a year ago in Indy Next competition. Frost holds off uh, the rest of the field to get the uh, race win. Nolan Siegel finishes second. Abel has to finish settle for third. Rasmussen fourth. And Hunter McElray comes home in fifth. Uh, not just an experience, but I think early season jitters. Uh, that first race energy probably led to some of those errors early. Yeah, a couple of uh, accidents left some drivers with some hurt feelings. Uh, Inam Ahmed wasn't very happy with Reese Gold. Jacker Jones, none too happy with Colin Kaminsky as those drivers all made contact. So uh, the next race for the Indy Series, Mark, they'll be at Barber Motorsports Park here in about a month. Can't wait to see. It's a 14-race championship spread over uh, 12 weekends and a ton of Indy Next graduates racing in IndyCar today. 15 of them have Indy Next experience. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword when you have that big of a break because if things are going well, you want to get back in the car the next weekend if things didn't go well that next race can't get here fast enough and we hope to hear from daniel frost later in the indycar show i would imagine he's probably ready to jump back behind the wheel of a car immediately and for all those drivers mark like jagger jones and inam ahmed it's gonna be a long wait until barb uh, well speaking of anticipation and speaking of pre-race energy it is getting ramped up plenty as fans that thousands of them in fact continue to settle into their seats here and their various vantage points around this fabulous facility, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Presented by RP Funding, this is the 20th IndyCar Series race on the streets of St. Petersburg. It dates all the way back to 2003. Of course, Scott McLaughlin is the defending race champion. It's been run again every year since 2003. No driver has competed in every race here, but Scott Dixon has now started eight consecutive races and again this is the largest field the largest field the previous high for the number of cars in a race was set in uh, uh, 2008 2012 2022 uh, 26 cars started that race. In terms of those that have had uh, success here, Elio Castro Nevis, the three-time winner in 06, 07, and 2012. Will Power won it in 2010 and 2014. And Joseph Newgarden went back-to-back in 2019 and 2020. Those are the only drivers to win at St. Petersburg more than once. Now it's time to go trackside. 
Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the American Legion Post 273 at Madeira Beach presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Father Kevin Mackin offers today's invocation and joining Father Mackin today to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, country music star Trace Adkins. Let us bow our heads and pray. All good and compassionate God, we thank you this beautiful Sunday for your blessings as we gather to witness daring drivers competing in the first race of the season. Thank you for this splendid universe and for the works of human hands, bringing the competition today riding on Firestone. We applaud everyone from pit crew to fabricators, all are essential. Heavenly Father, bless our drivers as their engines make your presence heard through these city streets and beyond. As in life, thank you for helping us make the right moves with swift pace and careful use of brakes. Please guide the drivers safely. From the green flag to the finish line, God bless the Grand Prix, God bless our city of St. Petersburg, and God bless America. Amen. <laughs> oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still Spangled banner yet away or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Here's today's NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 14. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. Row 13. Connor Daly, United States. Simon Pagenaud, France. Row 12. Renus VK, the Netherlands. Stingray Rob, United States. Row 11. Calamilo, United Kingdom. Agustin Canapino, Argentina. Row 10. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Jack Harvey, United Kingdom. Row 9. 
Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Santino Ferrucci, United States. Row 8. David Malukas, United States. Helio Castroneves, Brazil. Row 7. Joseph Dugarden, United States. Marcus Armstrong, New Zealand. Row 6. Alexander Rossi, United States. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Row 5. Will Power, Australia. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Row 4. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Alex Below, Spain. Row 3. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Row 2. Marcus Eriksson, Sweden. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. On the outside of row 1. Colton Herta, United States. And starting on the pole. Romain Grosjean, France. Uh, 1.8 mile street course, uh, and uh, there are 14 turns. And because of how big this facility is, uh, we need some help to bring you closer to the action. Again, three of the absolute best of the business is going to do it for you today. A guy in a hot spot down in turn number one. It was during the Indy Next by Firestone event. Michael Young, how do you think things are going to go when uh, the IndyCar series roars in front of you for the first time? Well, as I heard many drivers and even Davey Hamilton say, everybody's hungry, so we'll see how their manners are when they come to the dinner table here in about 15, 20 minutes as we go green flag racing here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Turn one and this front straightaway extremely wide, but then it narrows down. There's a big bump at the apex. There's curbing there, red and white curbing, and then again, about another 20 yards past that turn. They come in at about 3 o'clock, and they'll exit at about 1 o'clock. It's a very tight turn. They'll drop down to about third gear and then get back up and through the gears through turn number two, which is a left-hander. Well, they'll go underneath the Velo Bridge. It's going to be extremely tight. Everybody talking about how clean the outside is, so we'll see if anybody takes advantage of that. You look at a guy like Kyle Kirkwood, who last year came into this NTT IndyCar Series with A.J. Foyt Racing and really tried to get too much out of the car that he had this year. He has got a fast race machine. Looking forward to seeing what he could do today. I think he will be very good, although a mistake yesterday. He could have a great race today and see himself on top of the victory podium. Also looking at Pottawa Award. Marcus Erickson, very strong so far. So it's going to be a fun day today, Mark. And again, can't wait to get things started here in the streets of St. Pete. Short little straightaway between three and four. Then a couple technical right-handers and left-handers, which is turns four, five, six, seven. And one they clear turn number seven. A short little straightaway to turn eight. Again, Jake Query, you'll be watching that today. Very technical, very tricky portion of the race course. The right-hander takes them on to Central Avenue, but not for long. If they look to their left, they would see the St. Petersburg Yacht Club. If they look to their right, it is Pioneer Park. And when they look to the right, they better be setting up because the right-hander is turned at number nine. That comes very tight and very quickly after that turn. That is turn number eight. So the short little straightaway, then that right-hander that's turn number nine, it's on to Bayshore Drive. And at that point, Mark, roaring past the Mahaffney Theater and the Dali Museum as the crowd likes to come up from their yachts and watch from one side, likes to watch from Pioneer Park on the other, and the entire time watching the scintillating speed that is the IndyCar Series. We look forward to watching it in between turns 8 and 9 today. The fastest part of the racetrack once they clear turn number 9, perhaps, other than the main straightaway, is when they set up for the left-hander, which is turn number 10. There's a lot of iconic venues that shadow that to driver's ride. Here to tell you more about that is Nick Yeoman. Yeah, Mark, just as fast as down the airport runway, but not nearly as wide, and that's what makes it one of the most exciting and picturesque spots on the racetrack. Uh, It is a tight left-hander of turn number 10. 
But it's not really the racetrack you want to talk about, Mark. It's the views around turn number 10, the waterfront to driver's left with all of those fabulous yachts and palm trees, and then to driver's right, a grandstand that is filling up with race fans does every single year. There's red and white curbing to the inside. They'll certainly put those left side firestones up on that curbing. You don't want to streak out too wide at the exit of turn number 10, Mark. There is a nasty tire barrier there to protect those drivers from hammering the wall, but boy, they come within inches of it lap after lap after they leave turn at number 10 mark it's a short little straightaway a quick little switch back of turns 11 and 12 that's to the right and then back to the left and it all sets up for the final hairpin we've seen a couple drivers miss that so far this weekend turns 13 and 14 before they're back on the front straightaway here on the streets of st petersburg florida Thank you, guys. Look forward to the call. We're less than a minute away, uh, about two minutes away, in fact, from the command to start engines. Four drivers have won the race for the pole. Elio Castro Neves did so in 2007. Will Power in 2010. Colton Herta was dominant in 2021. And McLaughlin won from the pole in 2022, of course. The St. Petersburg winner, interestingly enough, has qualified fourth. In four of the last ten seasons, Scott Dixon expected to make his 369th IndyCar Series start when that green flag flies. He will uh, tie A.J. Foyt for fourth on the all-time list. Simon Pagino scheduled to make his 200th IndyCar Series start today. And, of course, there is, as always, an impressive crop of rookies ready to roll off uh, at the green flag, the wave of the green flag here on the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, that rookie class. We'll tell you more about them as the race progresses. Let's go trackside. Feels right. All right, everybody, we are one minute to the command. Let's listen for it on the PA. One minute. Radio check. Copy, loud, clear. Drivers to your cars, please. Cars rolled alive for the roared alive for the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, and our pit reporters off the top talked to uh, many of the drivers. Half the field, in fact, to rolled off today. But uh, we welcome the newest member of our broadcast crew. Worked the season opener with us. Uh, she obviously is a part of uh, the NTT Indy Car Series and Indy Next, presented by Firestone. She'll be watching pit road along with Alex Wolf and Ryan Marine. We welcome in Georgia Henneberry. Well, thank you very much. And someone that I'm watching right off the top, that's Felix Rosenquist. He's going to roll off in that eighth position in that Aero McLaren number six. And something that stood out to me, I asked him, I said, what can we expect to see from you on this start? And he said, I'm going to stick with the hashtag I've been using all weekend long. You can't win it on the first lap. He's not going to be extra special on the start. But as the race progresses a little bit longer, you might see him get a little bit more aggressive as people start to spread out. There's a lot of unknowns going into this race start but Felix is cool he's confident he's collected and he's ready to go Alex where are you at well Georgia I'm keeping an eye on the front row Andretti Autosport in 2022 had a season that wasn't quite up to their lofty expectations had a couple of wins but really was not a factor in the points fight they come here to St. Petersburg Roman Grosjean looking for a reset picked up his pilot's license over the offseason and he blistered the track in the fast six by four tenths of a second to take pole position alongside Colton Herta's teammate McGainbridge Honda he comes into this race really is working 
worked on his fitness, has worked on his attitude, and trying to see if he could climb his way up through the IndyCar Series and towards his ultimate goals in the racing profession. Andretti Autosport here in the front row, and also in my section, last year's Rookie of the Year, Christian Lungard in the 45 High V Honda for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing as we head up the pit lane towards Ryan Marine. Hey, thanks, Alex. And a lot of focus here with the pits will be on the new aspects that we'll see during the pit stops. It's a new 100% renewable fuel from Shell that will be in these cars and also a green alternate sidewall tire. So in the past, we've seen those alternate compounds be with the red sidewall. Here this year on all the street courses, it will be the green from Firestone made with a Guayuli-based rubber. Now, all of the teams up and down the pit lane, they have told me we really don't feel much of a difference in the fuel or the rubber, but none of those have been tested for a full race distance nor in race conditions. It will be some untried, untested, at least to a degree, materials going on and into these race cars when the first pit stops occur a little bit later on today, Mark. Uh, Michael Young, uh, we had a pretty cool view of our multi-screen monitor, and you could kind of recreate it for us. Uh, it was awfully impressive to see those 27 cars roll off of pit road all at once to get this thing underway today. It just gives you goosebumps. Each and every time we start one of these NTT IndyCar Series season, the field starts to make their way down the front straightaway. The pole sitter, Romain Grosjean, enters turn number one, but the rest of the field really strung out. Colton Herta, then it's Pottawa Ward, Marcus Erickson. They're getting set to go side by side as we do our parade laps. Just a beautiful day. The fans are really packed into these grandstands. A great crowd, a beautiful day. Getting ready to start the 2023 season here in St. Pete. And Jake Query it is always impressive to see them come by you uh, at speed for the first time after these just as impressive parade laps. It always takes a minute because you hold your breath a little bit, Mark, when they come through turn number eight to set up for turn number nine because turn number nine can become oh so narrow. So all of a sudden, they've got to suddenly kind of go into single file. That is tempting when it comes to race car drivers as the field works its way now behind the pace car, Roman Grosjean. Works his way now through turn number nine with Colton Herta at Pata Award just behind it, Mark. We're about to go racing here on the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. And we mentioned the energy level goes up for drivers, Dick Yeoman, whenever we get ready to start a race, but the energy goes up for these teams and drivers as well. How can it not be with you got 27 cars packed around the city streets? A reminder, this isn't a racetrack. These are city streets. They go around a park. They're going to go two and three wide around an airport runway. This is an event, and it is a great way to kick off the season all, all every year when we come. Mark, it's going to be exciting. Can't wait to watch who's going to battle for the race win with those Andretti Autosport teammates up front. Field about to get the one to go. Yeah, it's uh, just uh, fascinating to me, uh, all of the changes that we had. And uh, I, I think just as interesting as we speculated over the course of the weekend, Davey Hamilton and I, who, by the way, Davey's in the fastest seat in sports, and he'll join us in the booth here momentarily as uh, we will see the cars start to get into formation very, very soon, but uh, it seemed like the silly season began uh, almost uh, within minutes after the checkered flag flew last year for the completion of the race at St. Petersburg. Again, it's now been a long and storied history here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Green Savory Promotions have done an amazing job of hosting this event each and every year, and even every now and then when that data shuffled, every time it did so, it made sense to do it. And the fans, uh, not only from Indiana and parts north. The fans throughout the area in Florida have embraced this, and as Jake 
Query said earlier, it has indeed become their weekend. Jake Query, are they getting any closer to getting in formation? I know they're a lot closer in terms of the single file through your portion of the course. Single file indeed. As a matter of fact, Kyle Kirkwood started to warm up those tires just a little bit. Looked like he was going to jump out of line, but everybody's still kind of tiptoeing as the field. Most of them have worked their way through turn number nine. Mark, they're starting to pack up to see that green flag here in Florida. And Nick Yeoman, you will have a cool view of that formation as it starts to come into your view in turn number 10. Yep, still single file for now as they will salute the fans. The grandstands here in turn number 10 one final time. Pacecar starts to pull ahead. Colton Herta swings to the left. He'll pull even with Roman Grosjean. Right behind Herta is fourth place starting Marcus Erickson. He'll pull even with Pato Ward. Mark, it's the familiar rows of two into turns 13 and 14 for the final time. We are about to go race here in St. Pete. Oh, what a long offseason it has been, but uh, it is over now, and it is time to get the 2023 campaign underway. The green flag is ready to fly. The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding, into turn number one. Roman Grosjean moves to the outside. He'll block Colton Herta, but the big mover, Pato Award. He'll try to take over that second position, but Colton Herta has the momentum. Roman Grosjean leads the field through turn number three. They're cleanly through those turns. Yeah, Colton Herta, nice job of driving defensively in terms of holding on to that spot. Marcus Erickson takes a peek to the high side of Pato Award, and we've got a car that gets off the ground at the rear of the field, and cars are stacked up off of turn number three. That is a huge accident involving as many as four cars look to be Elio Castro Neves in, uh, involved in that incident. Uh, looks like maybe Simon Pagino involved in that incident as well and others. The 29 machine of Devlin Francesco. So multiple cars involved in an opening lap crash. One of the cars got up on the ground, thankfully landed back on all fours. And we will recap it when we come back to the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, Davey Hamilton, our driver analyst, rejoins us. We are under a, re- under a red flag condition, a multi-car incident. Peterson, Rob, Elio Castro Nevis, Simon Pagino, Devlin DeFrancesco, Felix Rosenquist, all involved. Davey, you've seen a, a couple of replays. Yeah, what happened looks like, a, you know, the fight for side-by-side going through turn two is difficult. Looks like Rosenquist and Dixon got together, started, but then behind, DeFrancesco got in the back of Elio Castro-Nevis. And then uh, then Simon Pagano tried to go around. Stingray Rob was uh, tried to as well. They made contact. But the biggest hit, I think, is DeFrancesco getting hit by, I'm pretty sure that was uh, that was uh, Peterson. Yeah, the 54. Yeah, that's right. Peterson made and just T-bone him, sit him flying in the air. Uh, boy, I see Elio get out with limping a little bit, shaking his hand. Hopefully nothing too major there. Hopefully these guys all get out okay. But, boy, what, what a bunch of carnage. And that corner is so tough. And nothing, I mean, it was kind of a racing deal between Dixon and Rosenquist. I mean, nobody did anything intentionally. They just barely got together, bent a toe link, it looks like, on Rosenquist's car, kind of sent him in the outside wall. Obviously, Ferrucci out as well. See him walking. So I think he's... Uh, something happened to him all the way through. Uh, he's, he's farther down the course, but it looks like Frucci and both Foyt cars are going to be out, it looks like. Uh, so now it looks like we can uh, reaffirm that Felix Rosenquist, who was able, the only one able to drive his car back to pit road, was involved. Elio Castro Neves involved. Santino Ferrucci, Devlin DeFrancesco, Stingray Rob, Simon Pagino, and Benjamin Peterson. All of those cars involved at a particularly scary moment, Davey Hamilton, is uh, Benjamin Peterson simply had nowhere 
where to go, but uh, that car got airborne, the car belonging to Devlin Francesco. But two things. First of all, luckily it came right back down, only got a few feet off the air, uh, out, uh, off the ground. But I think most importantly, it did not land on top of another car. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, just be thankful for uh, – we're thankful that did not happen. But with these aero screens uh, and the canopies on these cars, that's what things like that uh, is what these are built for. And, and it didn't land on one, but it could have, and I'm sure that that would have saved them. But, uh, man, regardless, you, you got to remember, they're going, you know, 100 miles an hour through that corner. It's not like they're going slow. And so when you have impact like that, Mark, just imagine going down the freeway in the interstate at 100 miles an hour, how fast you're going. And I know these cars are – you know, they're made for impact. We see Stingray Rob looks like he's going to make it down into pit lane as well, missing a nose piece. Doesn't look like much other damage, but uh, boy, there's some serious carnage down there. Uh, both the Shank cars. We were talking, you know, throughout the weekend what Shank needed to do to to start getting some results, and this is uh, really no fault of theirs. It looked like that Elio. What really kind of started well. Dixon and Rosenquist got together, yes, but farther back in the field, cars started checking up, and somebody got in the back of Simon Pagenaud, turned him. That's kind of what really caused the whole thing. Uh, well, when we talk to drivers who don't make it out of the opening round of qualifying, and even nowadays those that don't make it out of the round of 12, this is one of the reasons why they're so concerned, because typically when passing is at a premium, like it is here at St. Petersburg, guys see the smallest of windows, not anticipating that window closing up quickly, and I think those things all coming together are a byproduct of an incident like this. You, you know, Mark, let me just tell you, for coming from a driver and the expectations from us as drivers, if we go into that corner and we don't be aggressive and we don't try to get that spot and we lose three or four spots and nothing happens, you know, they have a talk with us as a driver going, well, why did why, you not go in that hole? Why, did, why didn't you make that move? Because, you know, the, the, it was there. But it's a lot of times when you're in that cockpit, you're thinking, man, I don't risk the reward. But um, if that doesn't happen, um, um, you know, and, and you lose spots, boy, the team really gives you talking to you. So, um, yeah, it's it's you know no win situation. Uh, well, we talked about uh, many initiatives, environmentally friendly initiatives. We'll talk more about those in a few minutes. But first, let's go to pit road and Ryan Marine. And Mike Hole is the strategist for Scott Dixon. Mike, it kind of looked like Scott was right in the thick of that. What have you heard from him, and what have you seen? Uh, not much, really. Uh, we just we're just now we're just now watching the replay, but. Uh, I think when you say being in the thick of it and you add street racing to that, you're absolutely right. A tough spot to be in. I suppose that shows why qualifying is so or can be so important here. Uh, but that said, now we're sitting in this heat. What does that do to these race cars? Well, I think uh, we're not a, I, you know, we're allowed to, to add some circulation, air circulation to the car under under red flag conditions. That'll help. Uh, and uh, once we get going. Uh, we'll be we'll be good. Lastly, any concerns about Scott's car? Uh, every, it, tire was holding air pressure. Um, we certainly haven't run after we told him it was a red flag, so we don't really know about the handling. Okay, appreciate the time, Mike. Thanks a lot. Uh, well, the much-celebrated 27-car field, Davey, uh, looks like it's going to be reduced to maybe 20, depending on the damage to Felix Rosenquist's car, maybe reduced to 20 by the time we restart. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we hate that, Mark. I mean, obviously... Uh, you just hate it. The first first race of the season like that, like I say, no fault of really anybody. It just happens in tight racetracks like this. And that, hey, there could have been 10 cars out there, and, and the same thing could happen. So having 27, I guess, right now is a blessing just because we have, you know, enough cars uh, left to have, put on a good show. Just really unfortunate for some of these contenders that, uh, you know, had bigger plans. And even the even the drivers, let me see. I'm looking again. It looks like maybe it was uh, – 
uh, man, I just hard to see. Oh, I think it was uh, Ferrucci, actually, that got in the back of Elio Castroneves to spin him in front of all that. We've seen Ferrucci. He made he had nowhere to go, not no blame. But just as the car started getting sideways, it was Ferrucci in the back of, uh, of Elio. And uh, just there, there's a prime example. Both Foyt cars need all the, all the laps they can get. Ryan Marine. New team for Taylor Kyle calling strategy this year for Marcus Erickson after many years with what's now known as Arrow McLaren. Uh, it's probably not the time to talk about that, though. What did Marcus say about the start that he saw? It looks like the chaos was behind him, thankfully. Yeah, luckily it was behind us. I think that's something that we talked about in the pre-race is, you know, what street racing looks like with, with this many cars. And, and certainly uh, this circuit uh, lends itself to things like this. So it's it's super exciting, no doubt about it. But, you know, ultimately our goal for lap one is just to stay out of trouble. Since we have a chance to pick your brain here, strategy for this race, I was talking to people, they thought if it stayed green, two stops is the way to go. Pretty clearly it's not going to stay green for the duration. What are the options available to the teams? I think two stops is preferred for sure. I mean, that's that's history tells us that. But, uh, you know, depending on where the yellows fall and, and what these uh, – the green sidewall tire uh, degradation looks like it may open up a, a three-stop strategy as well do you have a sense for what that deg is going to look like on the greens over a full stint have you done anything close to simulating that yeah i do but if i told you i'd have to kill you please don't yeah <laughs> all right that's taylor kyle ah that's good stuff yeah, if i told you yeah yeah we we get a look at our multi-screen monitor we get a peek of the car scott dixon and uh, certainly it was scuffed up a little bit and uh Davey, let's face it uh, turn number one as wide uh, as it can be, although it narrows up because of the dirt and the marbles and whatnot as the stint progresses for these cars and drivers, you better kind of get yourself gathered back in and get your P's and Q's in proverbial order, if you will, because uh, turn, turns two and turns three are very, very narrow. Absolutely. I mean, they, it's, it's really – we've seen two cars go through there before at one time, but it's very seldom. And with, with the track and the speed they have right now, uh, let's go down. First, Mark, let's go down then with Brian Herta. Brian Herta on the pit box for his son, Colton. Well, I guess we uh, just got going, so uh, talk about the action you had. Uh, how'd the start look for Colton? Yeah, it was okay. You know, uh, he and Pato were close there, but he was able to hold his position, which was really our goal here for the start. And now, and now we're just, you know, trying to get this race going so we can just get kind of get settled in and go racing. It's a perspective that you've had as a, a driver and now as a, a strategist. What's it like for uh, for you when you wait, you have all the anticipation for the start of a race, the start of a season, and then half a lap in you have trouble and, and now you have to reset. What's it like mentally from the driver's seat? I mean, it's not too bad because, uh, you know, these guys are just getting going. And, and if anything, they got kind of some of the nerves out getting their initial start out of, out of the way. But, uh, you know, I can tell you they're all just ready to go, and they just want to get this track cleaned up and get back to action. And when we get back to action, what do you think the outlook is for the uh, for the race as far as the uh, strategy goes and, and how the car felt in that final warm-up this morning? Can I answer that in about two hours? Ah, well, well, we'll see if we can answer that, and uh, maybe we'll be talking about it in victory lane. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. That's Brian Herta here on the Gamebridge Honda Pit overseeing the operations for the 26 car. Uh, well, with sincere apologies for the delays, folks. But, again, there were a number of cars involved in this incident and uh, uh, certainly a lot of carnage and a pretty hefty debris field for sure. Uh, the important thing is you heard Brian Herta say they were able to hold serve, if you will, uh, to P2. Grosjean was able to hold on to the lead. So it's Grosjean, Herta, Award, 
Erickson and Pelot, the top five, and then Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, and Christian Lundgaard. Then it's Alexander Rossi, David Malukas, Marcus Armstrong, Joseph Newgarden, and Jack Harvey through 15th. Then we go Graham Rahal, Catapino, VK, Eilat, and Daly. We go back to the 21st position at Felix Rosenquist. Uh, again, this is where the, the cars are that were involved in this opening lap incident. Felix Rosenquist, Elio Castroneves, Santino Ferrucci listed as 23rd, Devlin Francesco 24th, Stingray Rob is 25th, Simon Pagino 26th, and Benjamin Peterson 27th. I think Taylor Kyle said it best, Davey Hamilton. This is a byproduct of having so many cars on a track that's very unforgiving. And while certainly we want those numbers to go up each and every year, let's face it, these guys are going to have to learn to race uh, with that many cars and, and try to do so cleanly and taking care of one another, which I'm sure they addressed that in race control. But as we've said before, they all nod approval in the driver's meeting, and then they put their helmets on. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly right, Mark. I mean, situation where it's a competitive sport and they everybody are so close in speeds and, you know, it's a very difficult series to try to have, uh, you know, performance and, and results. So um, you just got to go for it. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, there are certain tracks we go to, Mark, where the start line's different than the finish line, Mark. And, and that's a situation here where this turn one always, uh, you know, generates havoc, but they actually made it through turn one. It was two and three later on. And, you know, by then, usually, the, you know, usually the t- cars are kind of spread out by that point and going through their own single file. But, boy, today, just uh, p- pretty crazy. And it was all started with just two cars barely rubbing each other with Dixon and, and Rosenquist. Well, uh, as we mentioned, an opening lap incident involving uh, as many as six cars uh, and uh, some interesting moments in our race earlier today. Now let's head to Ryan Marine, who's on pit lane with our Indy Next winner, the season opener. That's right, and that's Daniel Frost from Singapore with HMD Motorsports. First of all, congratulations. A great way to get the new season started, and you came from seventh to win that race in a field of 19. You had to pick your way through some chaos, something that these IndyCar drivers are dealing with right now. Yeah, I mean, it was a good start that we had. You know, I, I think it's uh, the furthest we've been behind um, in P7, which is, in history, that's the furthest someone's been back to, to make a first place. So history in the making, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm super happy with that result. You know, we, we made our right moves at the right time and made sure that we stayed out of trouble the entire race. So I'm, I'm quite happy with how that ended out. With uh, And it's a great start. Now we're bleeding the points. So big momentum boost for us going into uh, Barber, which is in a couple months from now. So I'm pretty excited for that. So Brand new season in the next, the new name of the series, presented by Firestone. So that means new rubber for you guys. That was probably the first full race distance you've done on the new Firestones. How did they treat you? Yeah, that was the first time I've actually really driven the, the tires out and you know it you can notice that the deg is is there um but it only happens towards the end of the race after the yellows and it starts to get a little bit tricky but uh, it's the same for everyone else right so i i love these tires they're great they're good compounds and it's fast and makes it the racing more more closer so yeah it's good fun and uh yeah i'm excited for for barber Indy next race winner Daniel Frost joining us here in pit lane we're still under this red flag at the firestone grand prix of st petersburg for you, this is your third year in what is now known as Indy. Next, what are your goals? What do you think you could accomplish this year? 
Well, my goal is to go session by session. I'm not really looking at the big picture at the moment. I just want to go out there and do the best I can and try to put the car at the front. You know, we got 19 other guys that are trying to do the same thing. So, you know, attention to details, what's going to matter, and I've got to focus on on doing the small stuff, and then it will hopefully lead out to the big stuff. To that point, 19 cars on the grid, they punish a bad day, right? You finish 19th on a bad day, whereas in years past it might have been 10th or 11th or 7th or 8th, right? So how important is it to be consistent week in and week out and eliminate those mistakes? Yeah, from last year it doesn't hurt too bad being, you know, if you get a DNF, but now you can really see the the points being damaged if you have a bad weekend. So I think it's the most important that we stay on top with being, you know, hopefully top five every weekend. And, yeah, I think it will play out from there. So just keeping our nose clean is the most important thing and driving smart. Second career win, first of this young season for Daniel Frost. Congratulations. We'll see you at the next one. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, bring, we'll bring Nick Yeoman in, and uh, what an impressive run it was. And early on, the rookies kind of flexed their muscle a little bit, but in the end, I think it was the experienced drivers that kind of took over. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Louis Foster was uh, our pole sitter. He's the reigning USF Pro 2000 champion. He uh, used that scholarship to move up to join Andretti Autosport and uh, was our pole sitter. But early on, it was. It was the veteran drivers who really started to flex their muscles. Jacob Abel found his way to the front. And ultimately, Mark, it was uh, Daniel Frost who scored the race win. Let's hear from uh, one of our competitors in that first lap accident, Felix Rosenquist, standing by with Alex Wolf. And in the Arrow McLaren pit with Felix Rosenquist. Uh, Felix, uh, what did it look like out there on that start from your perspective? I mean, I wasn't really involved in the big one there. I don't know if that was a, if my thing was a chain reaction or the starter of the chain reaction. But uh, I mean, I, I had a, you know, me and Dixon was side by side through two and three, and I don't think he saw me on the left mirror, and uh, he just basically took the, the racing line, and uh, yeah, I had nowhere else to go but in the wall. So uh, unfortunate, and uh, it's just, I was just trying to get through the first turns, and still it happens, so it's kind of annoying, but. Uh, it's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, IndyCar racing is tight, and on these tracks it happens. Uh, I hope everyone behind me there uh, were okay. They looked pretty violent from uh, the TV pictures I saw. So uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, I saw one of the Junko's car had pretty uh, big air time there. So uh, yeah, I just hope everyone's okay. Well, we are sorry to see this happen to you, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Let's head over to the uh, medical area to Georgia Hennebear. Devlin D. Francesco has been cleared from the NTT IndyCar Series Medical Unit. And first and foremost, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It was quite a wild ride, but, um, you know, definitely not the way we wanted to start our season. The the number 29 Andretti Capstone Steinbrenner Honda was, was strong. I think we were... We definitely had the pace to be well up there in the top 10 and, you know, just a shame to start the season this way. Can you give us some perspective on what you saw? I saw the 06 spinning in front of me uh, from the accordion. He got hit by by someone, and then, uh, you know, really it was just a pile-up and there was nowhere to go. Devlin D. Francesco, okay. Okay, indeed, uh, Davey. And uh, you, you just kind of debrief, if you will, on the comments that, uh, that were, were just shared with us by Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, you know, I, I think the situation there is, you know, he pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, a little too tight. Little, it was a little tight right there. Hard to blame anybody because it was tight. Scott did move over also slightly to, to make that tag. And, and then, uh, you know, talking to, uh, you know, the interview with Devlin, you know, first of all, they, look how strong these cars are, Mark. I mean, you look at all the damage on the cars that, uh, that were involved in that. And how impressive is it? To all drivers are okay and out of, out of out of the vehicle. So, 
first of all, let's, let's say hats off to that, 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 that everybody's safe. But, uh, boy, it's just part of our game, Mark. I hate, to, I hate to say it, you know, part of our game is is accidents and when we're going that hard and uh, just thankful everybody's okay. I, I don't want to point a finger at anybody in that one. I know it's tight racing. Um, it could do it all over again. It could happen the same. It could happen different. Uh, well, again, I think, uh, it, 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 as we said, you know, I mean, you come off of turn one, and if you do so cleanly, uh, boy, you think you have it. Uh, and, and, and let's yeah. face it, two and three narrow up plenty. It's it's a switchback, but, you know, the, the switchback between 11 and 12 can sometimes be a little more forgiving, although it depends on if you get the right sides off, which drivers have a tendency to do. But uh, we've had a couple of looks at the aerial shots and some looks at the in-car camera, and, you know, we talk about this place being, I think, at its narrowest point being somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 feet wide and that's awfully narrow considering how wide these cars are yeah that's right and by, by the way 100 plus miles an hour through some of those areas i mean you use every inch of this racetrack and that's what makes it so difficult to pass but also makes it so exciting and and uh just part of the game and you can only do so much the, we all have to remember this is a street course these are city streets so we can't go in and just change them for our likings or to fit you know the perfect situation for our cars no different than the runway i mean the runway is what it is we can't just go change it because they use it every day uh for you know everyday use so um we we have to deal with those corners, and like I say, it's part of part of the havoc, but it's part of the excitement as well. Alex, some cause for optimism after uh, you know some 16 minutes of inactivity on pit road. Do we see crews now starting maybe to position some equipment in place, maybe get these cars refired soon? Yeah, they're starting to get that equipment up towards the area to restart the cars. Of course, Felix Rosenquist was disappointed when I talked to him as his six car sitting in the pit lane. And also the 51 of rookie Stingray Rob is in his pit box with the nose cone off of that car. And I think once the red is withdrawn and changes to yellow, they'll try to assess the damage on that car. But we're starting to see movement as we're a couple of minutes away from engines firing. A great sign for the season opener after that accident on the first lap. But equipment getting put in position. Almost 20 minutes into this red flag now. And again, an opening lap crash. It all started in the exit of turn number two. Felix Rosenquist, Elio Castroneves, Santino Ferrucci, Devlin DeFrancesco, Stingray Rob, Simon Pagino, Benjamin Peterson were all involved. Scott Dixon's car had some scuffs on it. A lot of those drivers we just uh, revealed to you that were involved in that crash are done for this day. So that leaves 20 cars, and that lineup looks like this as we're just a minute or so away from perhaps getting these cars refired and getting this race restarted. Grosjean continues to lead. He was your pole sitter. Herta, P2, Award, Erickson, Pillow, Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, and Lundgaard. Rossi, 11th. Malukas, 12th. Armstrong, 13th. Newgarden, 14th. Harvey is 15th. Rahal, 16th. Canapino, 17th. VK, 18th. Eilat, 19th. Daly is 20th. Here's the order of those involved in that incident. Rosenquist listed in 21st, 22nd. Elio Castro Nevis, Santino Ferrucci, 23rd. DeFrancesco, 24th. Rob, 25th. Simon Pagino, 26th. And Benjamin Peterson, 27th. Davey, you alluded to it uh, right at the start of this incident as we were starting to piece it all together. Has to be an awfully frustrating day for Meyer Shank. Uh, we talked to Mike Schenk over the weekend, they were as optimistic as anybody uh, to, to kind of put some of the misery of last season behind them, and this is a horrible way for them to start. Yeah, what a bummer, right? I mean, two drivers are all f- fired up, ready to go. I mean, they've made some changes in the just so fired up. And Schenk, you know, they, he grades himself all the time. We hear that all the time, and, and, and this time, uh, 
They, they were looking for a good season. Just a bummer that not one, but both of their cars have to be involved in it in a big way, too. And it's, uh, you know, hopefully both those drivers are okay. And, uh, you know, they got regrouped. Now they're going to be way behind in that championship. That's for sure. 21 minutes and 23 seconds, the entirety of that red flag. And, uh, again, we don't do it enough, but the uh, AMR IndyCar safety crew, uh, Davey Hamilton, let's give them hats off because, Davey, quite frankly, uh, there were a lot of cars involved in that incident and a lot of debris on the racetrack. Yeah, outstanding. I mean, you know, if you're to get hurt or you have an incident, there's no better crew in this in this world as far as I'm concerned. This is a spot-on team. You should see the new medical trainer they have for the IndyCar Series. It's second to none. Just absolutely outstanding to be able to make sure our drivers and, and anybody affiliated with any uh, event is taken care of. And, and uh, when it comes to track cleanup and, and getting this race going again, these they know exactly what to do. They have a full team to do it. Uh, they're not short anybody. So, yeah, hats off. Uh, well, we are under caution now. And again, Grosjean, Herta, Award, Erickson, Pillow, the top five. Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, and Lundgaard, the top ten. Davey, after uh, some 21 minutes in the cockpit, setting and waiting after the adrenaline to start and then have to put the brakes on that and restart it again. How tough is that from a driver's perspective? Um, you know, since the race is so uh, early on, it's only the second lap. I don't think it's a huge change. I think sometimes when you're mid-race and, you know, whether you're struggling or whether your car's really good, you think too much about it. Right now, these drivers still don't even know what they have. They never really had the opportunity to really make a full lap and say, okay, my car's good or it's bad. And so it's, it's almost just like starting over again. So anticipation is really no different now than it was at the original start. Uh, so now uh, my question is, and, and I guess we need to touch upon it, because of the fact that it was an opening lap crash and we got a red flag almost immediately uh, probably not any adjustments to speak of in terms of your pit strategy whether you're going on a three-stop or a two-stop well, you know, it's going to play it out right now. Obviously, Stingray Rob, you know, he's 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 in the pits right now, getting uh, service right now. I don't know if he's going to end up going a lap down, and he does go a lap down, so that's going to put him out of the game. Same with Rosenquist. I'm not sure if they're trying to fix Rosenquist's car or not, but, um, boy, it, it's pretty early on. I don't think this early on would really give you an opportunity to take advantage of, a, a you know, a pit quick. Yeah, that's the frustrating thing about those drivers whose cars may have been to the point to where the teams hope that they can get some work done on them, get them put back into the race. Uh, weren't able to do that during that red flag condition. Yeah, they, yeah, they have to wait, uh, make it the equal equal grounds for everybody. Um, they did allow those cars to try to be fixed to go to their pits pit uh, area or their pit box, which is good. That, that that's a it's an advantage to be able to do that. But they cannot touch the car until the other cars move out of pit lane, until they lift the clutch out and move out of pit lane. Alex Wolf. And you talk about Stingray Rob, one of the rare Idaho drivers in the IndyCar Series in history, along with our own Davey Hamilton. As we said, had gotten pushed back early in that red flag without his nose cone. Looks like they put a fresh one on, gave it a once-over, and the 51 car for Dale Coyne Racing with Rick Ware Racing is back out onto the track here in this opener. Uh, so again, Roman Grosjean, Herta, Award, Erickson, and Pelot, the top five. Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, and Lundgaard, the top ten. Alexander Rossi is 11th. Armstrong is 12th. Maluka is 13th. Newgarden is 14th. Harvey is 15th. Rahal 16th. Canapino 17th. VK 18th. 19th is Eilat. And 20th is Daly. A lap down at 21st. Rob, 
lap down in 22nd is Rosenquist. Castro Neves, Ferrucci, DeFrancesco, Pagino, and Peterson all listed as out of the race. And, Davey, we see the Hitachi car of Joseph Newgarden and a handful of others coming to pit road. Ryan Marine, you've got an eye on Joseph Newgarden. I do. There was some discussion on the radio prior to and during that red flag that there could be some damage on that number two Chevrolet for Team Penske. It doesn't look like they're still concerned about it. It was a simple tire change. They're going to go from blacks to another set of blacks, this time sticker blacks. Quick pit stop, and Joseph Newgarden has been released. Alex Wolf. Renus VK came in with the Bit Nile Chevrolet for Red Carpenter Racing. They took off the alternate greens and put on a set of primary blacks. And the Chevrolet for Renus VK is back out onto the speedway. Let's pause 10 seconds for staged identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Davey, your thoughts on the strategy being employed by Joseph Newgarden coming to pit road for those uh, fresh tires? Well, you know, I really think it wasn't so much a strategy as they thought they maybe had something wrong with that race car and just wanted to confirm that they didn't have run over any debris or have a puncture or something was wrong with the car. So uh, obviously he puts them on a different strategy. It may, right now, it's lap three. So it's really a three-lap window, puts them in the back of the field. Going to be tough, I think, to recover from this one, Mark. And uh, the the field that clears the start-finish line is uh, those cars and drivers, the handful that made a stop on pit road. Uh, let's check back in with our turnout as they make their way around the course as the field heads to turn one in front of Michael Young. Yeah, they're slowly making their way back around. It looks like the guys are starting to group back up, but the field is certainly strung out as the pace car is already down to turn number four. I'm just now seeing Joseph Newgarden, Stingray Rob, and Renus VK, the tail end of the field, so they're going to have to hustle depending on when we go green. And again, all of that debris field has been cleaned up. All the cars have been extricated from the racetrack, and the field is uh, behind the uh, Honda pace car and uh, tucked in behind it. The leader, Roland Grosjean, as they head back toward Pioneer Park and Jake Query. Working their way around Pioneer Park now. As a matter of fact, everybody's single file won't be that way once they're up to speed. It'll be worth the wait that it's been. And of course, the good news is that we're going to get restarted here at Devlin. D. Francesco was okay after that bad crash. But again, fans awaiting and anticipating, Mark, that we can get racing once again here in St. Petersburg. Uh, Nick Yeoman, hospitality area, grandstands packed to your right. Folks lined up between the Mahaffey Theater and the Dollar Museum to your left. Yeah, the folks down here at turn number 10, they haven't seen a car turn a lap at speed yet because that incident happened out of turn number 3. It's going to be Grosjean, his teammate Colton Herta, Pato Award, Marcus Erickson, Alex Plow, the top 5, Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, and Lundgaard, the top 10. Mark, they are out of turn number 10, Roman Grosjean about to jump on the accelerator to get this race back underway. His car running well in front of them. It has pulled off the course, and Roman Grosjean gets to turn number 14 first. He climbs into the throttle. He has about a two-car length advantage. Great jump for him as Colton Herta tucks in behind him. Now, Grosjean already through turn number two. It's then Colton Herta, Pottawa Ward. They're your top three. They are your top three. It's Grosjean, Herta, and Pottawa Ward. They clean, uh, they, they're cleanly through turn number three, a short little straightaway now, and they avoid those bumps to the high side. They climb on the binder, make the right-hander, that is turn number four. Grosjean by about a half a car length with a field in tow as they scoot back in front of Jake Query. 
Everybody safely now through turn number eight and into turn number nine. Roman Grosjean remains the leader of the straightaway heading into turn number ten. Yep, they'll make their way down to turn number ten. Roman Grosjean still your race leader as everybody trying to sort it out. One of the cars further back, one of those green machines. Marcus Armstrong appears to have uh, some issues. Might be a flat tire, Mark James, for the rookie. Santino Ferrucci involved in that opening lap incident. He's with Georgia Henneberry. Santino Ferrucci has been cleared from the NTT IndyCar Series medical unit. And Santino, it looked like you were just a passenger in that instance. What did you see? Yeah, obviously, uh, when they start to wreck in front of you, you know, coming from a wide racetrack into a very narrow one at a high-speed corner, there's really not much we can do. I think, you know, even if we were on the alternate tire as opposed to the prime, we would have been able to slow down a little bit more. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I got into the back of Helio because of the accordion effect. And, uh yeah, we went around three, completely connected, and yeah, by the time we disengaged from all that, uh, it just turned into a little bit of a pile-up. So um, yeah, just not exactly how we wanted to start our season for the uh, AJ Foyt Sexton Properties 14 car here, but uh, you know, we will uh, come back in stronger Texas. Santino Ferrucci, done for the day. Colton Herta, Roman Grosjean. That's a pretty good battle with Grosjean, your leader, to turn number 10. Yep, they are separated by just about three car lengths. Those Andretti Autosport teammates chasing away from third place running Pato Award. Thought Colton might be interested in taking the lead, but Grosjean's had a nice lap. Marky's got three car lengths worth of breathing room. As many as seven cars involved in an opening lap crash. So we have completed just six laps of the 100 to be contested today in the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding. Laps complete. Uh, Grosjean, Herta, Award, Erickson, Pelot, the top five. Benjamin Peterson's day done early as well, Georgia Henneberry. Benjamin Peterson has been cleared, and Benjamin, I noticed the bandage on your hand as well as the hole in the right leg of your suit. Are you okay? I'm totally fine, yeah. These, these cars are so safe, which I'm very fortunate for. Um, managed to get my hands off the wheel, which which is very important because in hindsight, the as soon as you have an incident like that, the wheel just starts spinning so fast. Um, so, yeah, not, not the exact start I was hoping for for IndyCar, uh, first ever race, but, um, yeah, pretty pretty devastated. Um, turn one was clean. Turn three, you could see something was kind of happening, but it just kind of looked like your typical race flow, you know, traffic. And then when I came out of three, there was just a huge pileup. I slammed on the brakes, tried to find somewhere to go, and there was just nowhere. So, unfortunately, just went head on at, you know, we're traveling very fast there, well over 100. And, um, yeah, that's that's what happened. And, um, yeah, devastated for the team. We had, we had a very good car in warm-up, like I said. And, um, yeah, ultimately just can't wait to get back to work and, and get more time in this beast, um, which will be at Barber. And, honestly, I, I wish if we could go tomorrow, I'd, I'd be happy to go. So, <laughs> can't wait to get back in the car. Benjamin Peterson done for the day, as well as his teammate Santino Ferrucci, both AJ Foyt drivers done. Uh, the uh, flat tire suffered by Armstrong was courtesy of David Malukas. As a result, the 18 car receives a drive-through penalty. And uh, we heard uh, in the opening comments uh, to start off the race, Colton Herney, the pre-race show, said the goal is to be patient early. And patient he is being, Nick Yeoman, as he continues to stalk Roman Grosjean. Yeah, I think Colton might be a little bit faster than Roman. He's just kind of hanging anywhere from two car lengths. Now it's up to about five. But those two have really pulled about a four-second gap mark over our race uh, third place running car Apato award yeah uh, award is third erickson is fourth below kirkwood mclaughlin dixon power and rossi the top 10 roman grosjean by eight tenths of a second heads back to michael young 
Yeah, you wouldn't say they've checked out those front two, but they do have a gap between themselves and third place running machine of uh, of Pottawa Ward. So right now it's Romain Grosjean about three car lengths. Really gapped himself this last time by over that second place running machine of Colton Hurd. And then we've got another about ten car lengths back to third place running Pottawa Ward. And again, that battle for third is uh, going to develop soon, we think. It's Pottawa Ward running in third, then Marcus Erickson, Alex Below, Kyle Kirkwood is there, McLaughlin as well. So a lot of cars in contention for that third spot as the leaders start to check out a bit, Jake Weary. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty big gap back there as Marcus Erickson works his way in on Pata Award. Pelot is about three car lengths behind him. Everybody minds their business through that narrow turn number nine and heads to you, Nick. Yep, it's Pata Award leading that train down towards turn 10. About a one car length advantage over the Ganassi car of Marcus Erickson. About three more back to his teammate of Alex Pelot. So, Davey, if there's anybody out there that is considering that three-stop strategy, are we going to start seeing that hand reveal itself here pretty soon? Well, yeah, I, I, I would have to think that most of them are going to wait and hope for a yellow and just wait a little bit longer because green flag stops, man. They really cost you with these large fields. I don't think you'll see anybody right quick. Uh, Simon Pagino will do no better than 26 today, Georgia. He has been cleared, and Simon, everything happening so fast out there, but what did you see? Yeah, I, I expected it, to be honest. Uh, I know, unfortunately, a position we're in where we're bystander of the situation, so... I realized I checked up, so I got on the brakes in turn three, but uh, went to the inside, and unfortunately, Stingray, I think he got turned, or turned really hard right, and um, took the hole I was going for, so, you know, honestly, I had nowhere to go. I couldn't even stop the car in time to avoid the crash, so, um, uh, yeah, very unfortunate for the whole team. Um, we have fast cars, so that's that's the positive, but um, just wanted to have a better start of the season. Simon Pagenaud. Let's go to pit road, check in with Alex Wolf. Well, for the Andretti Autosport cars up towards the front for Colton Herta, mums the word. He's being real patient, also being real quiet on the radio. Meanwhile, in the DHL Honda pits for pole sitter Roman Grosjean. Looks like with the primary black tires that will be going on, they're making some air pressure adjustments in those Firestones, so a little bit of tweaking going on for the 28 car of Roman Grosjean here yeah. in the early going. This update from Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. We completed 13 laps. Roman Grosjean is your leader. He was your pole sitter. Herta, Award, Erickson, and Pelot, the top five. Kyle Kirkwood, Scott McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, and Rossi, the top ten. Harvey, 11th. Ray Hall is 12th. Lundgaard is 13th. Canapino is 14th. Callum Eilat is 15th. Joseph Newgarden is 16th. 17th VK, 18th Daly, 19th Malukas, 20th Armstrong. Rob is listed as a lap down to 21st. Rosenquist, 22nd. He's 11 laps down. Then Castro Nevis, Ferrucci, DeFrancesco, Pagino, and Peterson. Finally, Davey, we appear, it appears as though things have settled in. Those front two certainly check it out. However, from Award all the way back through Kirkwood, McLaughlin, pretty good line of cars. Yeah, they, they have checked out, by the way. I want to just mention between Grosjean and Herta, every lap they go by, it's about a tenth quicker by Grosjean than Herta, so it seems like his car just a little bit quicker out there in that clean air, but as you said, from third on back, they're stacked together, and lap times for them, they're down just that little bit, but everybody from third place about seventh are in that 1029 range, they're all running basically the same exact lap times, and even a few dicks in the power behind them, 1028 that time, so, um, you know, from second to about 12th, the, the race is on. Let's hear more about third place running Pottle Award from Ryan Marine. 
He is running to a fuel number, guys. He's been told he's doing a great job of hitting that number one lap to the next. Also, taking care of the tires are important for that team with their strategy that they have in play. Now, one other thing that he has been told is that he, they, the team believes that Marcus Erickson behind him also is saving fuel. So they don't really expect to have a whole lot of pressure, at least not here for the next few laps. Uh, so, Davey Hamilton, when Ryan Marine says he's running to a fuel number for the layman, explain that process. Now that's back to the two-stop strategy. Sometimes the two-stop strategy, Mark, you got to take care of your fuel. It's just not easy to do uh, to make it to the end. So right now they're just saving as much fuel as they can early in this race. So where later on, when uh, when it comes time to not to, to make sure they do a two-stop strategy, they have the fuel to do it. Uh, so Grosjean, Herta, Award, Erickson, and Pelot, the top five. And Nick Yeoman, that gap from second place back to third place continues to grow. It's sitting at about five seconds as the leaders head to turn number nine. Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, while Colton Herta may be losing touch with race leader Roman Grosjean, he is nowhere near being under attack. In fact, uh, Colton's already clear of turn 10 before Pato Award even pops into my view. Then, Mark, from about third on back to Scott Dixon running in eighth, they're evenly separated by a couple car lengths. Uh, power keeping pace with that group. Alexander Rossi doing his best to keep pace with that group. So, Michael Young, those front two, you'll see them go by you. Then you're going to have to wait about five or six seconds before you get to third place running Pato Award. Yeah, those front two have really checked out. Grosjean and Herta both through turn number two. There, you hear the machine of Pato Award, Marcus Eric. And fifth place running, Alex below Kyle Kirkwood, about four car lengths behind them. But it is a bunch of cars after you see those first two go by. Yeah, lead continues to grow for the leaders. Grosjean and Herta, Jake Query, that disparity between those two. 1.3 seconds from Grosjean back to Colton Herta. There seems to be kind of a crowning coming off of turn number eight that can irritate the balance of a car as they make that right-hander. Colton Herta dealt with it just a little bit, but now is back onto the main straightaway. The entire field safely now through turn number nine. Out of turn number nine, we see those uh, ba- battle for third position. Pato Award by about three car lengths over Marcus Erickson. Nobody looking aggressive enough to go side by side, Mark. One through ten, clear of turn ten. Uh, 16, 17 laps complete this time by Grosjean, Herta, Award, Erickson below the top five, and uh, the leaders headed back to turn number one and Michael Young. Yeah, Grosjean's already checked out about ten car lengths over Colton Herta, so doesn't look like this. There's any fuel saving as far as Ramon Rojan goes. Colton Herta starting to lag behind, and now Pato Award starting to gap Marcus Erickson as they exit turn number three. Yeah, it looks like Colton Herta at times last year, maybe not very patient. It, it cost him. A lot of his wounds were self-inflicted, Jake Query, but he's uh, been kind of tucked right in behind Roman Grosjean and appears to be patient early on. Yeah, patience right now has probably caused about an eight-car length gap, but again, the story, Mark, is the fact those two have really set sail now. Huge advantage over third place running Pata Award. And let's uh, go with us here from Elio Castroneves, who was involved in the accident at Georgia Annaberry. Elio Castroneves has been cleared from the NTT IndyCar Medical Center. Elio, I noticed sitting in the golf cart, ice on your hand. What is your physical condition? Pretty good. Um, no, uh, no. Uh, by the way, great job from the IndyCar uh, safety, uh, safety crew AMR. I mean, right here with the facilities that we have. Um, no issues. We're able to take X-ray. Everything is fine, which kind of like I felt like that. Uh, just when you hit your uh, your knee in some of the lower chair, did you like scream a lot? That's how I felt. But um, great job for uh, the safety of the uh, of this car. I mean, amazing the the amount of the hit. If you would be probably on another car, I don't think we would have come out like without the 
the situation that we are in. So it's a shame because uh, obviously the automation Series XM machine and Arctic Wolf machine was looking very, very strong. Um, but hopefully we're going to have another uh, opportunity for um, Texas and uh, Long Beach and, and, and so on. That is four-time Indianapolis 500 champion Elio Castroneves. Well, it's time now to check in on pit lane with a race engineer from Honda. Here's Alex Wolf with the HPD engineering update. And the start of the season we had right to the top with Kelvin Fu, the vice president at HPD. And Kelvin, here we are back again at St. Pete. Seems like it was uh, forever for the offseason to get through, and then we race right up here with St. Pete. What do you think about the start of another season for Honda? Well, it's been a good start for us so far. It was a really long offseason. You know, we struggled last year. We didn't meet our goals, so we worked really hard, and so far it looks pretty good for us. Been pretty good so far. And you talk about maybe not meeting those goals. Sort of reset for everybody at Honda. When you come into a season like this, what's the goals? The goal is always win the manufacturers, win the drivers' championship, and then win Indy, right? And we only got one out of three last year, so we worked really hard. The teams worked hard too, right? Obviously, I think Andretti and Ganassi have taken a step up, so you know, hopefully, we can take what we did in qualifying and translate it to a good race result. Like I said, so far so good. Thanks again for joining us, and best of luck to Honda all throughout the season. Thanks a lot. And we will have that HP update, HPD update all throughout the course of the season. Getting ready to complete 20 laps of the 100 to be contested today in the season opener. Your full field rundown, Roman Grosjean, Colton Herta, Padua Ward, Erickson and Palo, the top five. Kirkwood is sixth. Seventh is McLaughlin. Dixon is eighth. Ninth is Power. Tenth is Rossi. Eleventh is Harvey. Twelfth is Rahal. Thirteenth, Ludgard. Eilat, fourteenth. Catapito is fifteenth. Newgarden, sixteenth. BK 17th, Daly 18th, 19th, Malukas, 20th, Armstrong. A lap down 21st, Team Ray Rob, Felix Rosenquist, Jonas, 22 laps down. Out of the race, you just heard from me. 23rd, Ethico Castro, Evans, Santino, Ferrucci, 24th, 25th, D. Francesco, 26th, Simon Pagino, and 27th, Benjamin Peterson. Again, 20 laps complete in the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding. Uh, 22 laps complete. Uh, your top 10, Roman Grosjean, Colton Herta, Pottawa Ward, Erickson below, then Kirkwood, McLaughlin, Dixon, uh, Power, Alexander Rossi, Davey Hamilton for a few laps. We saw the rookie, Catapino, and Joseph Newgarden running together. And uh, some interesting moments both together and individually for both of the last couple of laps. Yeah, you know, a situation where they're battling with each other right now and, and uh, not wanting each, either one give up. But obviously, Newgarden seems like he made it by him finally down in turn one. But, you know, no different than we talked about practice earlier today in the Indy Next race. The marbles are pretty crazy. The, the rubber off these tires and track are really, it's really getting built up out of line and so anybody that gets out of that groove out of the primary line is struggling with that piece of rubber sticking to their tires just not being able to get them to the cars to handle like they need to. Uh, Michael Young had uh, a bird's eye view atop turn number one of a part of the incidents involving those two. I think Joseph Newgarden was starting to run out of patience. Callum Eilat, teammates to Augustine Canapino, got around Canapino, then checked out to the point where he's about two turns ahead of Joseph Newgarden. I think Joseph just wanted to get around, and he forced Canapino into mistake and in turn number one. Now, we'll see if Joseph's able to make up any ground now on Callum Eilat. And we do want to thank these stations for carrying the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg all across this great nation of ours. WWBA here in Tampa St. Pete, WZNX in Mattoon, Illinois, and our flagship station in Indianapolis, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan, where you can hear our very own Jake Query, along with Kevin Bowen, 
weekday mornings if you're in the capital city or you can do that online for sure download the app so 23 laps complete Davey Roman Grosjean suddenly is 6.3 seconds has a nice pad over Colton Herta yeah really well balanced car has some in-car camera from uh, Grosjean's on board and man what how smooth is he really good as meanwhile as it looks like uh, Pato Awards caught up to Colton Herta right behind him challenging for that third spot but Grosjean hasn't put a wheel wrong smooth as could be make it look easy right now Mark yeah the level of comfort that Colton Herta had in that second position Jake Query it has all but disappeared as Pato Award is stalking Colton Herta yeah, and another good battle that's taking place is right behind there because you have Pata Award trying to reel in Colton Herta. Then a little bit further back, Scott McLaughlin is all over Kyle Kirkwood. That's the battle, Nick, for six. Colton Herta's in trouble, though. The pace gone on that car, and here comes Pato Award. He's going to charge to the inside. They'll go wheel to wheel through turn number 10. Back in the car of, of Pato's car steps out, but Mark Hill pull off that pass, move the Mexican driver into the second position. And it looks like Scott Dixon was able to take advantage of the fact that Kyle Kirkwood overcooked it a bit in front of you, Nick Yeoman, down in turn number 10. So Scott Dixon picks up a position over Kyle Kirkwood. He grabs the second, the seventh spot. Meanwhile, the leaders head back to Michael Young into turn number one. Yeah, we're trying to keep an eye on Colton Hurton to see what's going on with that car. Alex Blow getting impatient, trying to get around his teammate. Marcus Erickson, but Colton Herta in the crosshairs of everyone right now as he runs in that third position. Yeah, there's no question. A little bit of the grip is going away on that car of Colton Herta as he is struggling to hold on to that position. Marcus Erickson also has to drive with the mirrors a bit. He has Alex Below all over him as they head back to Pioneer Park. So we take a look at that battle right now. As a matter of fact, they're accordioned up just a little bit behind Colton Herta. Marcus Erickson with Alex Polo just behind him. That's exactly how they run out of turn number nine. Move Alexander Rossi up a spot. He gets around Kyle Kirkwood for ninth, but the battle is for third. Marcus Erickson takes a peek to the inside. Colton Herta too strong. He closes the door. Mark out of turn ten. It was awfully funny. Out of turn number nine, it looked like Erickson was going to get to the high side and make the pass, but it's almost like he pulled the ripcord and the parachute went behind him as the car woed up a little bit. This time he tucks right up underneath the wing as they come off of that turn number 14 and Colton Herta may have all kinds of company by the time they get back to Michael Young. Colton Herta needing to be patient as he has Marcus Erickson looking to the inside. Marcus will make that pass and Alex Palo will pull one off as well. So move. Colton Herta from third to that fifth position. Now he has more company as he enters turn number three. Yeah, McLaughlin, Dixon, Will Power, all are stalking Colton Herta and he is having issues with that race car in terms of being able to hold on to positions. Scott McLaughlin picks up one. Scott Dixon wants to pick up one now as they work their way through four and five. Plenty of activity as they head your way, Jay Query. So we'll see whether or not Scott Dixon is able to get around Colton Herta. He is not able to do it just yet. Will Power is getting a really good look at that battle. Nick Yeoman, they're coming to you. Boy, such a good qualifying day for Andretti Autosport, but two of their cars falling like a rock. Kyle Kirkwood getting passed left and right. So is Colton Herta. Dixon gets by. Power gets by. Here comes Alexander Rossi. He's going to streak to the outside. He'll pass Colton Herta, kicking him all the way back to ninth. And Alex Wolf tells us from Pit Road that I'm up made me enough for Colton Herta. You've seen some activity in that pit box, Alex? Oh, absolutely. They have a set of primary blacks ready. They have the pit board ready to hang out. He's coming down the pit lane, trying to be at the speed limit. The Gainbridge Honda crew at the ready as he gets ready to hit his marks, called in by his father, Brian Herta. We talked about the strategy calls coming into this day during the red flag. He comes to a stop. The alternate greens come off. He revs the engine a little bit. The fuel goes in, shell fuel in. And he's down and away at 7.34 seconds. 
Colton Herta back into the race. Update for the pits brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Davey, he could not afford to go another lap. He was dropping <laughs> like the proverbial stone. Yeah, and I know Colton. I've been on the radio with him before, and when things go bad like that, uh, trust me, he was uh, he was telling them what he wanted, and that was to come in, get some fresh tires, just couldn't hang on anymore. And we could all see that, obviously. I mean, just cars sliding around, just couldn't, ooh, little touch there uh, between a couple of cars as well, go through turn 10. But uh, he had to come in now. We'll see how that does on his uh, strategy. Uh, that, that really puts him in more of a three-stop range at this point right now, Mark. Nick Yeoman, would you describe that as a touch in front of you in turn 10? Yeah, that was between Kyle Kirkwood and Renus VK. Kirkwood, again, started in the top five. He had plummeted all the way down uh, toward the back of the 15th place position. And Mark East coming in at AutoNation Cars on Pit Road. And an update on second place running Pato Award from Ryan Marine. Well, the team has been really pleased with how well he's been able to keep his tires under him. He's been told, we need three or four more laps from you, but if you start to feel any slip-up, let us know. So far, Pato Award pretty happy with his race car. And we see the 45 machine uh, also coming on to pit road for service. That's Christian Lungard, last year's Rookie of the Year. And Davey, a little frustrated was Kyle Kirkwood with the incident yesterday at qualifying, but all in all, been a pretty clean weekend for that kid. Yeah, it sure has. I mean, a great weekend. Just made one little mistake in the fast six and uh, still was able to start six. But right now on fire, who's that? McLaughlin. He was in seventh just a few laps ago. He finds his way by the two Canassi cars, passes Dixon, passes below. He's right now behind Erickson trying to make a move on him. Uh, Dixon making a move into turn number one, Michael Young. Yeah, he got himself around Alex Palou. Will Power now trying to set his sights on Alex Palou. Alexander Rossi, he's right there as well. Uh, Marcus Erickson currently running in the third position is starting to check out from that battle just a little bit. He's opened it up to about a two-second uh, lead. So it's McLaughlin, Dixon, Palou, and Power. That's a pretty good battle now as they head toward Pioneer Park and back to Jay Query. You can really tell if tires are starting to fall. Right now, Will Power is trying to work on Alex Pelot. That is the battle for six. Looks, Nick, like Will Power is going to try to make a move out of turn number nine. Yeah, and it's the drivers on the alternate greens that are really starting to fall off. Alex Pelot is on them. The guy that got around him, Scott Dixon, is on the primaries. Pelot locks him up into turn ten. Mark, he'll at least hold off Will Power for another lap. 30 laps complete. Next time by Grosjean, your leader. Award, Erickson, McLaughlin, Dixon, the top five. And then Pelot's sixth place, Power seventh, Rossi eighth, Ray Hall ninth, and Jack Harvey completes the top ten. And Davey Hamilton, a lot of the front runners continue to try to trickle their way onto pit road. Yeah, first one, Erickson right there. Erickson on those uh, red tires. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the green tires. No, I'm sorry, he's on the green sidewall tires. So, one to get those things off right now. The ones looking the strongest or if they can make this first stint um, you know, into where they can make it a two-stop on these greens, which is Grosjean, Pato Award. They're still hanging in there right now on those softer compound tires looking good for them right now. Ryan Marine off pit road. The greens go off, blacks go on for Marcus Erickson. He's already down and away. Had to go around his teammate Alex Pelot. Same strategy there for the 10 car. Both Chip Ganassi racing cars though struggling with tire degradation on the alternates deeper into the stands. An update farther up pit road from Georgia. 
Jack Harvey bringing the 30 to the attention of the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan crew. The greens came off, the blacks went on. It seemed like a seemingly effortless pit stop. Good pit stop for the 30 team. Uh, all in all, pretty decent day for Jack Harvey and also for that entire Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team, Davey. A lot of those guys uh, uh, bemoaned the fact they didn't qualify very well, but uh, they've shown pretty good pace so far today. Yeah, and they needed that. Graham, we always know Graham. We always talk about, man, if he could just qualify, uh, he'd, you know, he races so good, but qualifying is a struggle. Ryan Marine. We got Ponto Award. He was charging late in that stint. Did a great job taking care of his greens. A little bit of a hang-up on that pit stop, but crucially, he was able to go later on that stint than most of the front runners. Uh, we're not seeing much in the way of wing adjustments, Davey. Just basically tires and fuels for these cars. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty good balance when we talk the front uh, front of the field. All the cars seem to be pretty darn good. They need to, and something you got to remember, they're going from the green softer compound tire to the black standard tire. So sometimes uh, you do need to make a wing adjustment, but it seems like the cars are pretty balanced between the two. Just the time was falling off, and I think we could see that right now. I think the, the premium tire in a long run as we see our leader, Grosjean, come up pit lane. Yep, here comes your leader, and he has led all 31 laps to this point, and his lead over Scott McLaughlin who moved up to second place was down to 3.1 seconds. Alex Wolf, as the leader, comes to your attention. We'll see what that little tweak to the tire pressures do as they take those green tires off. The blacks come on. They finish up. A little bit of a wing change, maybe about a half a turn, and he is down and away in 8.16 seconds. The leader back into the fray. And, uh, Davey, we just got a look at uh, a couple of the drivers, most notably Alex Pelot. When you're out on the uh, track with those fresh Firestone Firehawks and you come upon a car that has not pitted yet, well, I'll tell you what, it's a difference between a guy with a knife <laughs> and a guy with a gun in a fight, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's exactly right, and you know they filed in great stops by the leaders. As we see, it's going to file back around. McLaughlin showing the leader right now, but when it all files back around, you're going to you're going to see Grosjean leading with Pato Award back in second. Uh, it's going to be mixed up at third, but I think that it's going when it all comes down to it after stops. More than likely, I think it's going to be Erickson and then Colton Herta fighting his way back. I think he got in front of in front of Plo and a few of the other guys. So that early pit stop definitely he made some time up to get back in position. Uh, so your top five right now with pit stops underway is McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, Rossi, and Graham Rahal, your top five. Let's go to Pit Road in Georgia. Callum Highlaw brings the green and black 77 to the attention of his hoop goes hauling a racing team. Switching up strategy a little bit where the blacks come off and the white green tires go on. He's down and away. And I know he benefited, uh, Davey, obviously, for the fact that uh, cars running in front of him came to pit road, which improved his position. But Callum Highlaw has run a clean race so far. He really has. You know, hopefully he has a good result. That's another team that could use some results that are coming to, pit, to get a pit stop right now. But, uh, the, yeah, absolutely doing a good job. We know he has speed. And that team, they're fighting to, to be one of the contenders. Uh, that's his teammate, uh, Catapino, coming in. The rookie currently running in the 20th position as he comes to pit road. He has worked his way as high as 15th. And Davey, he was very, very matter-of-fact in, uh, in our pre-race interview with him. He said his goal was to simply finish all the laps today. Yeah, and that's key right now. And we see some cars stacked up behind Stingway Rob right now. He's in the same situation. Got in that first lap incident and wants to uh, just log in laps. He's holding some cars up behind him. Best thing you do, just let those guys go by, follow, learn, and just get, a, get the checker flag today. Alexander Rossi running in the top ten for most of this day. He comes on to pit road for service. Uh, David Malukas, we see him coming to pit road. And Davey, uh, it's showing he last was on pit road on lap ten, but that's because he had to serve a drive-through penalty for contact with Armstrong and cutting his tire. 
You know, really unfortunate, too, because, you know, we, we see what talent that kid has and, and what his future has. It's pretty impressive, and I just hate to see little things like that happen. He didn't intend to cut that tire, but he pulled out just a little bit too late when he made the pass. Oh, so slight. He didn't even hurt his wing, but it got into that rear tire, as you said, cutting it down, and um, when that happens, you get penalized. So he has a long day, long road ahead of him. Drive, this is a long pit lane, by the way. We got 27 cars. That should tell you alone how long this pit lane is, and he loses massive amount of time. So the guy that has led the last three laps of this race has decided to come to Pit Road. That is Scott McLaughlin who will hand the lead over to Scott Dixon. Let's go to Pit Road call his stop with Ryan Marine. Scott McLaughlin slides to a halt. The deck's imaging Chevrolet. He started this race on the blacks. That's why he was able to go so long. Two turns of front wing in to that race car, and they go to the alternate green tires. Just a few pit boxes in front of him. We see routine service for Will Power. Let's go back the other way, check in with Alex Wolf, who calls the stop of Graham Rahal. The 2008 champion here on the streets of St. Petersburg, Ram Rahal, the United Reynolds Honda, came in. They went off of the blacks onto the greens. Looked like a pretty substantial front wing adjustment. 9.91 seconds for Firestones and Shell Fuel for Graham Rahal. And Davey Hamilton, timing is everything. Race strategist Kyle Moyer with the call. They've got his guy back out in front of Roman Grosjean. Boy, never doubt Kyle Moyer, the guy that uh, everybody wants for the race strategist. Did, just did it for McLaughlin. He beat Grosjean out of the pits, oh so slightly, but a little aggressive, I have to say, down in turn four. He could pretty much move Grosjean just right out of his way, but he's going to find himself in the lead of this race. Scott Dixon leads a lap before he comes to pit road for service, Ryan. Jake Jake Query. We have an incident here in turn number nine. It was, I believe, Connor Daly who got contact. Kyle Kirkwood was, I believe, involved as well. But Connor Daly has come to a spin in turn number nine, trying to get that car reversed so he can get back on course. But this is going to bring out a caution here in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, Dixon was on pit road. Joseph, Joseph Newgarden had cleared the timing line. He came to pit road for a stop. So we will reset for you the field. We think Scott McLaughlin's going to be your leader. We'll reset that for you when we come back. 36 laps complete in the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Lap 37, uh, an incident involving Connor Daly. Uh, we was able to get his car restarted, and uh, we're going to recap what happened because a couple of cars, latest cars uh, through this pit cycle came to pit road just as that caution was occurring. Let's go to pit road, check in with Ryan Marine. Yeah, that's right, Mark. And these are all cars that were running on the black tires, and they have not seen much drop-off in performance over the course of this stint. So they were still running really good times. Scott Dixon, who was coming in right as the incident occurred, he was able to get out and actually join at the front of the train, or at least very close to the front of the train, uh, because of his pace and relative track position. So great news there for Scott Dixon. Joseph Newgarden was in a similar spot. He actually could have gone even further in that previous instead because he had pitted to top off at the end of the first caution but they gave him the choice whether or not he wanted to stay out he decided to come in and that proved to be a very good choice indeed Davey you could talk more about it but by staying out getting that service done 
Joseph was mired deep in the pack, but now he finds himself up several positions. Oh, yeah, that helped him out tremendously all the way up to that 12th position. As you said, he was buried back in the field, and right now, I, 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 I thought when Dixon came in, I swear I seen him back, like, pull out in front of everybody, McLaughlin, Grosjean, Award. I swear, I thought, you know, I thought I seen him pull out in front of him. Right now, it has him shown in fourth at this point. McLaughlin leading Grosjean, Award, then Dixon, but a little surprised with that because, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what happened. It looked like he did the perfect pit stop at the perfect time when everybody had to slow down for that yellow. He was already in the pits, made the stop and gone, but maybe there's a stipulation that uh, that changes that. Uh, well, they have uh, reopened the pits at a pre-pit stop for a driver running toward the, the rear of this pack, all of the same left. Let's get an update on that from Georgia. We saw Stingray Rob come into the pits for a minute, just a splash of fuel, but his crew looks like they are regrouping, and we will probably see Stingray come back in. Yeah, and again, they put a splash of fuel in that car, Davey, and while he is a lap down, currently shown in the 20th position, he was involved in that opening lap crash, and at this point for him, it's just a matter of getting seat time. Yeah, you know what? It's all about seat time. This is his first IndyCar race. Uh, it didn't go his way right from the first lap, so take it for what it is. Just get lap time and laps in. Learn what it's like to run an, a full Indy car race. He's going to be laps off the pace, but that doesn't matter. Just learn what these cars do, gain experience with the pit stops, and just uh, take the day for what it is. Uh, Marcus Armstrong comes to pit road for service. A couple of other cars as well, Alex Wolf. Connor Daly has brought his number 20 Benile Chevrolet for Ed Carpenter Racing in. They've taken off the nose cone assembly that was damaged in that contact on the track. They're right now trying to get all the uh, various paraphernalia latched down there. They also look to be reaching into the cockpit to make an adjustment. They've also changed the tires to a fresh set of black tires. And so as they continue to struggle and finish the front wing adjustment, the change, Connor Daly will be heading back out onto the track. Georgia. Marcus Armstrong completed another pit stop with the Chip Ganassi Racing number 11. They actually started on green tires, switched to primary blacks, and then just put another set of primary blacks on as well. He's off and rejoined the field. Updates from Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Joseph Newgarden has been ordered behind the 21 of Reedus VK, so shuffle him back to 13th. Scott Dixon may have thought that Lady Luck smiled upon him, Davey. He came out in front of the field, but now that the race could Control has checked the timing and scoring loops. He will restart in the fifth position. Yeah, and I, I see where it is. It makes complete sense. There's a timeline in pit lane, Mark, and that once you cross that timeline, it goes straight across the front straightaway. It does not go down through turn one and two. It's not who gets on the racetrack the first, which is what I've seen with Scott Dixon. He beat them out. But at that timeline, if you just put an imaginary line on the front straightaway. It's way before turn one on racetrack, and that's what happened. Uh, the American Legion official charity partner of IndyCar provides veterans with VA benefits assistance, a voice on Capitol Hill, and camaraderie through continued service to the community, state, and nation. We hope you'll want to learn more. You can do that by uh, logging on to legion.org. Uh, 41 laps will be complete next time by. We expect to see the green flag fly in the hands of Aaron Likens of the starter stand. McLaughlin P1, Grosjean, O. Ward, Erickson, and Dixon. Power, Herta, who was in contention early, has dropped to 7th. Alexander Rossi is 8th. Below is ninth. Grab Rahal up to 10th. Caleb Ilot, 11th. Reedus VK is 12th. Joseph Newgarden, 13th. Christian Lugard, 14th. 15th is Jack Harvey. 16th, Kyle Kirkwood. 17th, David Malukas. 
Catapino, 18th. Armstrong, 19th. Rob, a lap down. 20th. Connor Daly, two laps down in 21st. Rosenquist, 22nd. Formerly listed as out of the race in 23rd, Elio Castro Nevis, Ferrucci 24th, Francisco 25th, Pagino 26th, Peterson 27th, Nick Yoma the field in front of you. Scott McLaughlin on that softer alternate compound, going to bring us back to green. That should be the tire of choice for the first 10 to 15 laps. Then Grosjean Award and Erickson running second, third, and fourth. We'll see what they can do. Pace car pulls away, and the pace in the hands of our winner from a year ago, Scott McLaughlin, bringing him out of turn 14. Great call by his crew. Was able to get him to shuffle to the front after he made a hard charge late in the first uh, pit stop sequence. Talking about Scott McLaughlin has to lead into turn number one. Indeed, a defending race winner about a car length advantage over Roman Grosjean, Pato Award, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon. There, your top five further back. Alexander Rossi battling alongside Colton Herta. Rossi and Herta going side by side into turn number two. That's not the ideal way through there. It starts to sort itself out a little bit. McLaughlin, Grosjean, Award, Erickson. Uh, they run nose to tail through the first four positions. Scott Dixon has the fifth spot and a big crash in front of Jake Query. Actually, I believe it's further back in the track because everybody looks okay coming through here. The two that I have not yet seen, Kyle Kirkwood, and I have not yet seen Renis VK. Appears as though something might have happened before they got to this turn eight area, Mark. Caution on the course with 41 laps complete here at the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. on the course, lap 42 complete, the second major incident of the event, this would involve Jack Harvey, Renus VK, and Kyle Kirkwood, and Davey Hamilton, three guys that uh, were poised to, to have some uh, pretty good days all in all. Yeah, you know, you know, I think it's a situation where there's just uh, so much debris on this racetrack. Grip levels. Colton Herta, he was completely sideways going down into turn four. I mean, he was luckily he didn't lose it, and it kind of backed the, everybody up at the corner. And then it just with no grip like that, and uh, you know, people trying to make those moves just not working out. And we'll watch the replay. You see Colton completely sideways. Looks like maybe one card checks up. Let me see where it happens here. Oh, actually, VK. Just got too wide, too. Probably uh, debris on his tires. Boy, but I'll tell you what, that Kirkwood car went flying over, just leapfrogged over both VK and uh, Jack Harvey. And Jack, you know, he took a pretty good hit. He's getting out of the car slow. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Well, folks, uh, for those of you that may not be a fan of that uh, roll bar, that camera mount, and certainly that arrow screen, I would suggest you go back and watch that video, and you'll be thankful that all of those elements are in place on these cars. Yeah, no question about it. The onboard right now from Kirkwood just, boy, just crawled right up the back of that car, went flying. Matter of fact, he went over, speaking of the camera mount, he went over the top of a car and didn't even touch a camera mount. He flew completely over the top of it. So, uh, boy, some tore up race cars down there, just really unfortunate. We see uh, Jack Harvey sitting on the back of the ambulance right now, just not uh, just not feeling it. He just he took a big hit right there. Um, they're going to have to take him in and check him out. And miraculously, Dick Yeoman, you saw one of the cars involved in that incident, perhaps the most spectacular ride. That car was able to be driven away. And we talk about the safety of these machines to keep the drivers relatively safe. How about the strength of that AutoNation car for Kyle Kirkwood? He is bringing that car back to pit lane. Now, it doesn't have a front wing because it literally uh, landed on that part of the car. But, uh, Ryan Marine, I think you said uh, Kyle Kirkwood somehow bringing that car to you on pit lane. 
It is pretty amazing, isn't it? Especially seeing it fly through the air, it was like it did almost uh, shades of Marcus Erickson at Nashville a couple of years ago. They're going to hope for a similar outcome, although it does not look quite so likely. Quite a bit of damage on this vehicle, and uh, sounds like it could be day done here for Kyle Kirkwood. The crew taking a look at it, but we'll see. And in the interest of expediency, Davey, uh, the 21 car of Renus VK and uh, also the number 30 machine of Jack Harvey simply going to be slid behind the wall back there and uh, out of harm's way. They'll get the tire barriers uh, reset as well so we can get back to green flag racing quickly. Yeah, that's right. Kirkwood was able to roll on with bit suspension, got in pits. There's quite a bit of damage there. But the other two cars, they're wiped out pretty good. A lot, a lot of damage to those cars, um, especially Jack Harvey's, like I say. It, uh, he definitely took a big hit. It's not feeling not feeling too sporty right now. Hopefully get him in medical, make sure he's okay, and get the car off the track so we can uh, regroup right here. Well, uh, Augustine Canapino with that 78 car, Davey, we said off the top, we interviewed him in the pre-race show. He said one of these goal, one of his goals was to simply complete every lap, and so far uh, he has checked off the box and uh, moving toward that because with all of this carnage, he has uh, settled in now, and he is up to 16th place. Yeah, you know, just keep fighting away, right? I mean, he hadn't had the best of days. He's avoiding everything. His car's in one piece, and that's what it's all about. And when you're... When, when you don't have the car to run up front and win and really get the most out of it, you have to go to the next best thing, and that is, hey, I'm new to the series. Let's figure out how these pit stops work. Let's see how the car goes through this entire stint. Let's see what it takes for me to go through this instant, this entire stint and, and race. So, um, you know, that's he's getting that job done right now. Uh, we are a far cry from last year's race, Davey, in which 22 cars finished on the lead lap, and we had but one caution. This is our third caution for 11 laps, and two of those cautions have taken out a total of 10 cars. Yeah, not good. When you start with 27, and right now we have 17, plus a few damage, to be honest with you, that are out there just kind of limping around. So, uh, Rocket right now is looking at Kirkwood's car. They did get him going. He, he had a bent toe link in that left front, and uh, they changed that thing pretty doggone fast. I'll tell you that Super, super quick, and uh, we'll just have to see what he feels like. I mean, that, if, if that's all that happened to that car, pretty amazing. I know there has to be a little bit of damage to the underwing because when you fly through there like that land, it's uh, not saying that it's broken, but it has to be scuffed a little bit, which doesn't hurt these things. Oh, let's get an update on that from Ryan Marine. Repairs, repairs are done, at least for now. They've sent Kyle Kirkwood back out. He has lost a couple of laps in all of this, but uh, like Davey talked about, that toe link on the left front was replaced. I didn't see any other suspension pieces come off. I think that's the only thing that actually ended up needing to be replaced, at least at first blush. They've got that car in a position where he can at least drive around behind the pace car, kind of feel it out a little bit, and then, if necessary, come back in. But simply looking to salvage something. And what started out to be such a promising weekend, but the wheel have uh, proverbially fallen off here for Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, 45 laps uh, complete of the 100 to be contested today. Scott McLaughlin is your leader. He has led uh, uh, 11 laps now. Uh, Roman Grosjean, who's led 31 laps all the day, runs in the second position. Award Erickson and Dixon the top five. Power, Herta, Rossi, Rahal, and Callum Eilat the top ten. Pillow, Newgarden, Christian Lundgaard, and David Malukas through 14th. Armstrong is 15th. Canapito 16th. Stingray Rob 17th a lap down. Connor Daly two laps down to 18th. 
Kyle Kirkwood just rejoined the race, two laps down in 19th. Listed as out of the race, Jack Harvey in 20th, 21st is Renas VK. Felix Rosenquist has uh, recently gone back out onto the course. Lengthy repairs for him. He will do so 40 laps down. 23rd, Elio Castroneves. Evans, all of these drivers out of the race. Santino Ferrucci, 24th. Devlin D. Francisco, 25th. Simon Pagino, 26th. Benjamin Peterson, 27th. And as we said, Davey, uh, uh, as is often the case with the season opener, uh, you want to know that everything you did in the offseason was the right thing to do. And to that end, when you get the season started off successfully, you can't wait to get to the track and hope you do so the next week because you want to keep that momentum going. On the other hand, got uh, you know a few weeks until we get to race number two. And for these teams that uh, have had issues today, especially with incidents and badly wrecked race cars, going to be a long time till they get back onto the track again. Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, you know, the Foyt group and the Shank group are pretty uh, happy. There's not a race for next weekend. They a lot of damage to fix, although these crews are really good. They, they would do it and they would have them ready for sure, but it takes away those late nights uh, of working on these cars and making sure they're proper. And then even the, in the Ray Hall group, right, they got a couple cars beat up there too. So, um, yeah, they, thank goodness that uh, we have a little break. We're getting ready to go to an oval next. Just make sure our drivers are okay. These cars can be fixed. Uh, Jack Harvey, I'll tell you what, took a, a pretty good shot in that race car, and it has taken him a moment uh, to get his uh, wits about him. Uh, he's seated on the bumper uh, of that emergency uh, medical vehicle now uh, with, uh, you know, the, the, the personnel taking a look at him. Redis VK was able to get out of that car, and Kyle Kirk was able to drive his back to pit road, and Kirkwood was able to rejoin the race again two laps down. But, Davey, uh, obviously a big, big hit uh, taken and absorbed by Jack Harvey in that car. Yeah, it really was. I mean, he got hit from all angles. He actually, when Renus uh, got into the tire pair, he came around the corner and nowhere to go and hit him. And then next thing, he gets smashed in from the backside, too, by Kirkwood. So kind of got sandwiched in between those two cars. And obviously, he took a big part of that uh, big part of that hit. Uh, we talked about it, uh, the next race. That is, in fact, April the 2nd. We will be at Texas Motor Speedway. Going to be interesting to see, uh, first of all, what the weather's going to be like. I mean, we are used to it being hotter than blue blazes in Texas. And uh, now, uh, we, we we raced there in early April, and we expect it to be a great event for sure. Let's go back to pit road, check in with Alex Wolf. And Colton Herta's pit with the legend Mario Andretti. And Mario, what a wild race. It seems uh, less like a Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, more like those uh, 80s Michigan 500s. It seems like everything's happening in this one. Yeah, obviously. I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of aggression out there, and, uh, you know, mistakes are being made. So, But uh, it is what it is. You just got to go with it. You know, we had those guys with the treble on the first lap of the race. For somebody like you with that perspective, you wait the whole long offseason, finally get to that opener, and what's it like mentally to not even really be able to, to get the car warmed up? Well, that's the most disappointing part, obviously. You know, everybody's all charged up, uh, ready to go, and then everything stops. So, yeah, yeah, there's nothing worse than that. But, um, again, sometimes it's your own doing, too. You know, so you got to be thinking that in, in those terms. You know, lastly, I know you talk all the time about how back in 1968 you didn't necessarily like ownership when you owned your own car, buying the remnants of the Dean's Van Lines car, but your son Michael sure seems to love it. You're versatile as a driver on the track. He's your versatile with all the different things in the portfolio as an owner. What do you think about the job that he does through the different disciplines as a car owner? Well, it's whatever your objectives are. I mean, um, I never had zero, I had, never had zero interest in becoming a car owner so but i i'm very proud of michael because uh 
that's going to give you lasting time, you know, in the sport. And uh, I'm hanging on his tails. That give me much more reason to be part of it. Obviously, you know, when we have feel we have skin in the game. If you so, um, yeah, I'm glad that he's doing what he's doing. I mean, he's very ambitious, as you know. I mean, almost every major series on this planet, you know, he's part of. So, yeah, uh, that's a beautiful thing. Always great to see you here at the track, and the best of luck to the team this season. Thank you. Thank you. A tremendous ambassador for all the motorsports, Mario Andretti. Let's hear from Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, it feels okay so far. It doesn't feel any different. Surprise. All right, good, good. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, three laps down as he uh, rejoins the fray in 19th place. And uh, we are coming up on the halfway point of this race. We'll complete 49 laps this time by McLaughlin. Grosjean, O'Ward, Erickson, and Dixon. The top five as the green flag flies to restart the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. And not even halfway, and it's been eventful already. Scott Dixon looking to the inside of his teammate, Marcus Erickson. That will be the battle for fourth. He will think better of it. Tucked back in, and Scott McLaughlin leading the field to turn number three. Uh, they're playing kind of hide-and-go-seek about three or four positions back as they hit down that straightaway towards turn number one, and they fan out three wide in the battle for the fifth position. Scott Dixon looks like he's going to make quick work of his teammate, Marcus Erickson, as they fan out. Nearly missed the tire barriers to the high side, Jay Query. Working their way into turn number nine is Ramon Grosjean. And a problem in turn number eight, it's Colton Herta. He was not able, again, that narrow bump that happens in turn number eight. Colton Herta got hung out to dry. He is not going to make it out of turn number eight and head towards turn number nine, Mark. Uh, we stay local yellow for now. Scott McLaughlin, your race leader. Roman Grosjean, the battle is for third. Scott Dixon all over Pato Award. And Mark, there is your full course yellow as Colton Herta unable to get that car out of the tire barrier. Just overcooked it into the turn, Davey Hamilton. Yeah, just overcooked. I didn't see a replay yet, but obviously I see that time and time again. They get rubbered. They're getting a nose wing out, but they need way more than that. That left front suspension's completely shot on his car. Nose wing's been off it. We're going to watch a replay right now. Scott Dixon goes underneath Marcus Erickson first. Colton Herta then tries to go underneath Will Power. The pass is made by Dixon over Erickson. Now we see him go through turn four, all clean and green. Let's continue watching this replay. He's trying to get underneath Will Power at this point. Um, well, they went to a different shot right now. Still not sure. And we're going to go from the backside to see if we can see it, Mark. But uh, look to me. Oh, Graham Rahal was the one that almost hit the tire barriers in four. Salvaged it, made it, brought it back out. And then, yep, that's what happened is Colton Herta, he was going to try to go by Will Power. But he was on the outside. Impossible to make an outside pass in turn eight. Just absolutely impossible. Uh, wasn't going to give that up. And Will just kind of held his spot. And... Uh, Oh, man, they touched really kind of going into into seven, touch again, and, yeah, there was a battle for position on a skinny racetrack right there between Colton Herta and Will Power. And you referenced Graham Rahal, and uh, Davey, Graham Rahal was running in the 10th position, and he overcooked it going into that very same turn. He was able to wool it up and avoid the tire barrier, but he lost a couple of positions. Yeah, he sure did. Last quite a few positions, Mark. And looking at the tire barrier right now, um, that it, it's about eight tires, maybe even ten tires deep. You know, that that's a pretty big cushion for these cars and the speed to run in that corner. I feel like if they took like four rows of those tires away, it would help tremendously. Uh, I think you still have your safety 
part of the uh, of the uh, situation where you hit the tires. Still going to be safe, but it gives you some more track down there. I just think there's so many overruns in turn four that maybe that tire barrier could be just a little bit too thick down there. Uh, fourth caution of the day for a total of 16 laps for the incident. Between Will Power and Colton Herta, but Colton Herta got the worst end of that, obviously. 51 laps complete in your top 10. McLaughlin, Grosjean, Award, Dixon, Erickson. Uh, Power, Rossi, Callum Eilat, Alex Pelot, and Joseph Newgarden. Again, your top 10. Let's pause. 10 seconds for stage notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Michael Young, uh, we, we were talking off air a little bit, and uh, one of the things that is, uh, I, I think, a factor, we talked about guys that, as they approach turn one, playing a little game of peekaboo as they approach that turn, and uh, maybe giving thoughts to the high side, but you say, based upon the view that you have, going to the high side in turn one might not be a good idea because that's not really the cleanest part of the racetrack at all, huh? It's almost like I'm at a dirt track on a Saturday night. It looks like a rubber popcorn machine out there as the cars start to make their way into turn number one. Just rubber flying everywhere. It initially started, I could see it, about 100 foot out. But now it's made it to 150, nearly 200 feet out. So certainly that rubber is starting to build up and causing these drivers a lot of problems down here. So they'll have to think twice before they decide on a line. And certainly that inside groove may cause some chaos down here. It's going to be interesting the remainder of this day if we don't sweep this track. Davey, your thoughts? Yeah, well, just watching that restart, down, coming down the front straightaway, before all the havoc, before anything happened, Scott Dixon pulled out of the line to go by his teammate Marcus Erickson down the front straightaway. As soon as he pulled out a line, the car started fishtailing around. Absolutely got into those same, just as Michael said, gets in those marbles like, like popcorn on the track. And that car started fishtailing, going down the straightaway, not even into a corner. So that tells you that uh, you get out of line anything at all, well, your, your traction level is gone. We do want to thank McAllister's Deli for providing lunch to IndyCar Radio today. McAllister's has a fresh new app at Bigger, Better, Sweeter Rewards. We're talking 10 points for every dollar, free tea and sign up, and just because uh, treats. And the best part, you choose when and where to use your points. Download the McAllister's app, sign up, and start earning today. Learn more at McAllister'sDeli.com slash rewards. Okay, we got Michael Young's perspective, uh, Jay Query. Uh, you have kind of a bird's eye view of what things look like at surface level in your area around Pioneer Park. Uh, what's it like outside of the racing groove there? Yeah, it seems because it is such a narrow area of the racetrack that there's really no area for anybody to get up for the marbles to collect them. Now, we saw what happened with Colton Herta, and that's always the case in turn number eight. If you're not making that right-handed turn right at the entrance to it, then you're going to get hung out. That's what happened with Colton Herta. But it seems as though there is a very visible racing groove. But realistically, Mark, between eight and nine, it's the only groove that one can go. So as a result of that, you'd have to be really brave to even tempt whether or not there are marbles on either side. It's a pretty clearly defined lane in which cars are going to be going here back on to that main straightaway out of turn number nine. Race control did not like Will Powers' role in that incident. He is ordered to the back of the line. Let's hear from Renus VK, Georgia. Renus VK has been cleared from the NTT car safety medical unit. Renus, are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm okay. Physically. Uh, oh, wrong way. But, uh, no, I hope Jackson fine. I he had a bit of trouble coming out of the car, so... That's more important. Um, yeah. no, first of the season, any race you want to finish, 
then, uh, you know, there's a lot of experts in the track. Nick Yeoman, we think we know, but uh, we want to get your perspective on what things look like to the high side in terms of those marbles in turn number 10. Marbles everywhere, Mark. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, certainly they look a little bit worse than some of the off-camber faster corners like we've seen around 1, 2, and 3. And, uh, and turn 10, obviously, they really, really woe it down, and that's why Jake doesn't see nearly as many around Pioneer Park. But uh, it's definitely going to be a challenge, Mark, for these drivers wanting to mix it up over the next 47 laps. If IndyCar chooses not to sweep the track, it's going to be awful daring for these guys that want to pull out and make a pass as uh, looks like the lights are off on the pace car mark scott mclaughlin's has the field in tow a lot of swerving back and forth to get the marbles off of the tires will power has rejoined the field at the rear uh, after that penalty and it looks like scott mclaughlin roman grosjean about to get this thing started once again mark with 46 laps to go will power in fact shuffled back to the 15th position after that penalty we will complete 54 laps this time by mclaughlin grosjean award the top three Defending race winner trying to hold off the pole sitter. It's McLaughlin. Then it's the machine of Roman Grosjean. Pato Awards, Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson. They're your top five. Clean and single file through the first three turns. Alex Below picks up a spot going into turn number one. He'll grab a position away from eighth place running Callum Eilat. He moves it up to the seventh position as the leaders head back to Pioneer Park. Jenkins, McLaughlin, Grosjean, and Award the top three. And we'll see if they kind of tiptoe their way through. Right now, McLaughlin, three-car length advantage over Grosjean. Then it's Pata Award. Scott Dixon a little loose off nine, but he is starting to draw a beat up Pata Award. Car with the anchor out the back this lap on the restart is Callum Eilat as he got passed by both Alex Below and Joseph Newgarden. Up front, though, it is Scott McLaughlin shot out of a cannon. He's got about a six-to-car length advantage over Roman Grosjean. Scott Dixon, though, Mark, starting to bear down on the back of our third-place running car, Pato Award. Yeah, how many times do we see it? I mean, he hangs around, hangs around, hangs around, and hooks the, hits the button over the last 15 or 20 laps. McLaughlin leads Grosjean into turn number one. And McLaughlin on those alternate green tires. Ramon Grosjean and Pato Award. We'll keep our eye on Scott Dixon. He's backed up about two car lengths on the rear wing of Pato Award. But the field looking good. And it's Scott McLaughlin. Three car lengths over second place running Grosjean. Things have calmed a bit after the restart. It's McLaughlin, Grosjean, Award, Dixon, and Erickson in the top five. Rossi, Palo, Newgarden up the eighth. Callum Eilat in ninth. Christian Lundgaard running in the tenth position back to Pioneer Park almost wonder if by the time they get to the north end of the racetrack, they've had to tiptoe through the marbles so much, Nick, that by habit, they go single file. That's how they run now, coming off of turn number nine. Yeah, there's no doubt you can watch these guys. They are visibly dancing around the racetrack and dancing around at 150, 160 miles an hour is not a comfortable feeling. Up front, though, Scott McLaughlin, eight-tenths of a second mark his lead over Grosjean. Uh, Joseph Newgarden is putting together a pretty good day. He started in the 14th position after some issues in qualifying yesterday. He fell back to as far as 20th. He's inside the top 10, currently running at 8th as the leader's back to turn 1. It's Grosjean just being patient right now, waiting for those greens on McLaughlin's car to fall off. And boy, from Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson back, they're really, Mark, starting to bottle up. As further back, I see Graham Rahel trying to get around Christian Lungard, his teammate. Just saw David Malukas work his way around Christian Lungard. He's now inside the top ten. So McLaughlin has opened up a lead of six-tenths of a second. Leads by two seconds over Pato Award. Those are your front three heading out of turn number four. 
and this time award a little more breathing room over Dixon than the last time pass. As a matter of fact, best battle on the racetrack right now might be right behind them. It's Alex Pillow. He's trying to come in on Alexander Rossi, who runs in six. Yeah, there is absolutely nowhere to go from about fourth on back. Dixon trying to hold off Marcus Erickson for fourth. And then, as you mentioned it, uh, Alexander Rossi, Alex Pillow. They're engaged in a good battle for the sixth spot. Uh, front two starting to distance themselves a little bit. It's seven-tenths of a second between McLaughlin and Grosjean, but Grosjean's opened up a lead of about a second and a half over third-place running Pato Award. He seemed to be the class of the field thus far, but Pato Award about four car lengths ahead of Scott Dixon. Again, Marcus Erickson starting to feel a little bit of pressure from Alexander Rossi, and Rossi starting to feel a little pressure from Alex Pillow. So throughout this field, everybody kind of minding their P's and Q's, but I think waiting for this tire day to start to begin. Grosjean led the first third of this race, but at the end of that first pit cycle. That was a great call by McLaughlin's crew that got him out in front of Robot Grosjean. Shoved him out of the way into turn number four. The top three again. McLaughlin, Grosjean, award. Dixon and Erickson complete the top five, Jake. And working their way now off of turn number nine. Well past now the, the Happy Theater. That leading group. Nick, everybody again, kind of minding their P's and Q's after what was a furious first half of this race. Yeah, I think Michael made the best point. Uh, you're just waiting for the tire deck to kind of flip strategy, and that could be happening soon because uh, Roman Groshan, Mark, is doing a great job. As soon as Scott McLaughlin's tires fall off, the driver of that DHL car is going to be poised to take the race lead. Ryan Marine chatter on the team radios about strategy. It sounds like the pit window for the final stop could come as early as lap 67. 68 or 69 sounds like it's a bit more comfortable. So we're looking at 9, 10, 11 laps or so from right now. And all of a sudden we'll start seeing those teams come to pit lane for the final stops. Four cautions for 19 laps, Davey. Lengthy cautions, including some 21 minutes of red flag time. Basically made this a two-stopper for everybody. Yeah, it really changes the stats, doesn't it, in this, in this event, Mark, where one yellow last year pretty much just flies through it this year, not so much. But, yeah, I think that right now there are some of the teams, like New Garden, for example, he made that early stop. It's going to be recorded down when it's all said and done as a three-stopper. But uh, McLaughlin, Grosjean, Pato Ward, Dixon, majority of these uh, the teams up front, they're definitely going to make it on the two-stop strategy. Uh, lap 59 complete this time by McLaughlin, Grosjean, Ward, Dixon, Erickson, the top five to turn one. Yeah, not as big of a gap as it was last time, although Grosjean broke extremely late, closed it into about a car leg behind the leader, Scott McLaughlin. As Nick had said, I think Grosjean's on the charge. He's just waiting for that tire day to begin. Further back, we have a pass. It's Will Power. He got around the machine of Marcus Armstrong. Eight-tenths of a second a moment ago, Jake Query, the lead from McLaughlin over Grosjean. Now it's down to four-tenths of a second as they head back to Pioneer Park. So again, McLaughlin on the softer compound tires. Nick Rojan, two and a half or so car lengths behind him. Then you get back. It's Pata Award. And then Nick Scott Dixon, who's also on those softer compound tires. Yeah, front two have gotten away quite a bit by about three seconds. Uh, Marcus Erickson sits in that fifth spot. He's trying to run down Scott Dixon. Dixon on those alternates as well. Leaders setting up for the final hairpin. Uh, Pata Award trying to keep pace. He currently is in the third position. But as we said, Scott Dixon is stalking him. Dixon and Erickson, that's a pretty good battle. That's a battle for the fourth position. Roman Grosjean on the charge into turn number one. 
taking a peek inside yet, but he is certainly there. Scott McLaughlin well aware of who the second place driver is. Further back in third, it's Pottawa Ward. Marcus Erickson closing in on his teammate Scott Dixon. That is a battle for the fourth position. Yeah, there's no question that Erickson is coming. He is flat wearing his teammate Scott Dixon out. Back up front, McLaughlin has bumped it out by another tenth of a second or so. And uh, Scott Dixon, while he's fending off, Marcus Erickson is trying to keep pace with Pottawa Ward, Jake. And I'll tell you what, up front, Ramon Grosjean is really starting to draw that bead on Scott McLaughlin. They have set sail now long past turn number nine as they work their way down the back straightaway. Yeah, if the trends hold true, this should be right about where we see that switchover in terms of preferred tire compound. McLaughlin, about a half a second lead over Grosjean as that DHL driver, Mark, continues to stalk through the hairpin. Well, power fans, by the way, he was ordered to the rear of the field and uh, back to that uh, 15th starting position. He picked up a couple of spots. Unfortunately, Colton Hurd of Georgia is out of the race. He'll finish 19th today. Yes, he is. He's been cleared from the medical unit. And Colton, what did you see? I uh, just got taken out, hitting the, le- hitting the right rear, um, and then just driven, pile driven into the wall by power. So it, it sucks. I thought we, we had a good car. We, we seemed to be down on pace with the red tires. We had a lot of deg. Um, but then vice versa, we had really good car on the blacks, and, and a lot of the guys in front of us were on reds, and we we're gonna or greens rather, and we we're gonna have to go by them uh, once their tires are dropping off. So we, we had a good opportunity for for a podium, and um, you know maybe even a win. But um, it, yeah, it sucks. I don't want to start the year off like this at all, and, and this is what happens. It's miserable. Colton Herta, thank you. Yeah, Davey, awfully difficult when you think you have the strategy to put you in contention at the end and you never get a chance to employ it. Yeah, it sure does. He obviously dejected, and we continue to talk about, you know, him and his teammate Grosjean. Small little mistakes costing so much, and I'm not saying a mistake. Like I say, Will Power had part of that incident right there, so uh, just a, a bummer for Colton uh, not starting the season off like he wants us. As right now, we see Grosjean all over the back of McLaughlin, and, and because of the tires. McLaughlin's green sidewall tires, I think they're wearing down a little bit, and uh, Grosjean has those black standard tires, which are better at the end of these runs. It stayed around three-tenths of a second, Jake Query. Robot Grosjean right in the tire tracks of Scott McLaughlin. They might get a memo at the St. Pete Yacht Club that DHL is trying to make a delivery because it's in this area of the racetrack every time by. You can visibly see Roman Grosjean working in on Scott McLaughlin. McLaughlin got a pretty good charge out of turn number nine. He'll hold Roman Grosjean off down into turn number ten, but he closes to within a car length in front of thousands of fans sitting on the outside of the corner. McLaughlin still three car lengths over Roman Grosjean. Lap 63 complete this time by your top ten. McLaughlin, Grosjean. Award Dixon and Erickson through fifth. Rossi is sixth below seventh. Newgarden, Eilat, Malukas, the top ten back to turn one. Last time by, I thought Roman Grosjean was there. This time by, he's dropped off a couple of car legs. He's still there, but I don't think he's ready to pounce on Scott McLaughlin, although it looks like that tire degradation may be beginning. But it's still a nice battle for that fourth position. Again, Marcus Erickson trying to get around his teammate, Scott Dixon. And again, an attaboy to Callum Eilat in that 77 car. He is up to ninth. He has improved 13 positions on the day. Been a good run for him. Five-tenths of a second, so McLaughlin buys himself a little breathing room off a of Turn number one from three to four. Let's see if he holds on to it as they head back to Pioneer Park. 
They worked their way around Pioneer Park. Lead still the same. Matter of fact, Nick, one through five, about the same as last time by. Yeah, I think as soon as Grosjean got close, might be overdriving the car a little bit. We saw it in the final hairpin. He slid really high. Mark, he's got about four to five car lengths. He's got a real McLaughlin back in. Boy, he got a good run off of turn number 12 there to set up the 13. Closes up on the rear wing. Grosjean has led 31 laps today. McLaughlin getting ready to lead his 30th lap. Scott Dixon has led three laps as Scott McLaughlin heads back to turn one. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin doing a magnificent job on these alternate Firestone greens. He's checked out now three car lengths on Roman Grosjean. Pato Ward all by himself. Dixon and Erickson. That's a battle for fourth and fifth. Alexander Rossi, Alex Pillow, six and seven. Yeah, Rossi Pillow, that appears to be the best battle on the racetrack right now. That is the battle for the sixth position. Top five back up front. Scott McLaughlin, Grosjean, O'Ward, Dixon, and Erickson. They're readying to clear turn number five. And that's exactly how they run now around Pioneer Park. Again, distance same as the last time by. Front two starting to check out of the third-place running Pata Award. And watching that third-place running car of Pata Award, he was three seconds back. It's down to 2.7. So, Mark, if McLaughlin's pace falls off and Grosjean's not able to pounce quickly, that may bring Pata Award into the mix. Interesting to note, Davey, if it falls off at all because of the difference in the compounds, it appears as though it's going to happen all at once because he's been able to hold him off in about four-tenths of a second. Yeah, he has been. I think the situation is Grosjean's scared to get out of the line. He's scared to make a move on, on him right now just to to lose too much time if you get out in this slick marble situation. So right now, he's right all over him. It seems like under braking, he really gains a lot of ground on him. Well, I think we can assume, Davey, that window is starting to open because Alex Below is among those coming to pit road. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it's a 100-lap race, lap six. Absolutely. Might have to save a little bit of fuel at the end of this from for uh, below or pitting this early, but the window is open for the final stop of the race. Ryan Marine. Ryan? That is Alex Pillow leaving the pit lane, and indeed, right on the very fringe of that pit window. Alex Pillow down and away. He'll have to carry this set of black tires to the checkers. This update from uh, Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. And, Davey, as we saw during that first major stint for all of these teams and all of these cars, timing will be everything when you're forced to pit under green flag conditions. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, timing is everything. We see Dixon going to go ahead and make that early stop as well as he shoots in pit lane right now. Uh, he may th- getting off those green sidewall tires, getting the black ones on. Hopefully he can make up some time. Uh, falls down the uh, chart right now. Pato Award, though, and he continues to close on Grosjean. Uh, Scott Dixon has been in the top five for most of the day. Ryan Marine, he's led a couple of laps, in fact. He has indeed. It's the PNC Bank Honda in. This was their short stint on the greens. Now they go to blacks. A tear off off the arrow screen. Shell fuel in. Eight seconds in. He's down and away. How happy must Scott Dixon be to be on those fresh blacks, Davey? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, right now, at the start of this stint, he's thinking, okay, the red, the blacks aren't quite as good, but man, at the end of this run, they're going to get better, better, and better. So um, he doesn't have that sheer speed right now, but he's back on track with these blacks. He wants to see it go green rest of the way for sure. Uh, with every pole, with every top five, with every lap led, he's rewriting the record books, but however, he does not have a trophy from this race on his mantle. That's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure today's going to be the day. I think he, he's, he's in contention, but there's no question. He can get on the podium, but getting P1 right now, I think, is a bit of a stretch unless something goes crazy with the cars in front of him, and McLaughlin and, and, and uh, Grosjean, they just seem to be really, you know, class of the field. I do think Warden and Dixon could have a good battle for that podium spot, though. But nonetheless, he's doing what Scott Dixon does, and that's if he doesn't have the car to win, he squeezes the top five out of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Never, never count him out and know that he's going to finish towards the front more times than not. Uh, more and more activity on pit road, Davey, as more and more cars are coming in for routine service. And again, it's been interesting to kind of see it on our monitor. Not been a lot of wing adjustments. I mean, it's basically been tiring some fuel for these guys today. Yeah, quick stops, just tired fuel. You're exactly right. Not very many wing adjustments at all. As we see Rossi make his stop, I think Newgarden came in. Newgarden finds himself in that fifth position right now. I do think that he may... Uh, can't tell it was a long distance away from where who who was pitting, but three more cars just pitted, Mark. Uh, six tenths of a lead the, uh, of, of a second, the lead for Scott McLaughlin, Michael Young as the leader set back to turn one. It looks like that Romain Rojan is starting to get a little racy again, and we talked about Pottawa War. Nick had mentioned that once that Scott McLaughlin machine starts to lose those green tires, that might allow Pottawa Ward to close in. It looks like that's starting to happen right now. Yeah, no question, because that gap is starting to uh, get whittled away a little bit, although we're hearing uh, word from Pitt Road that this might be the lap that Pottawa Ward decides to come in for a stop. Uh, Jake Query, thanks, tightening up off of turn number nine. Yeah, as a matter of fact, with Pata Award, if he indeed is stopping, he's going to have a great battle in front of him. He's going to forfeit watching. That's Roman Grosjean trying to draw a beat again on Scott McLaughlin. Yeah, Pato has closed to within two seconds. That was about three seconds just a couple laps ago. McLaughlin continuing to do a great job on those alternate tires. Mark will watch the front three out of the hairpin. If any of them duck on the pit lane, doesn't look like the front two will. That doesn't look like they're going to, and we see the third-place running car of Pato Award uh, bringing his car to pit road. He has been in contention for a podium all day long, uh, and this will be his final stop of the day, Ryan Marine. Yes, it will, and it will be a set of sticker blacks to take him the distance. Pato Award was told to push, push, push late in that stint. We expect Joseph Newgarden down the pit lane here as well. Four tires on, just waiting on the shell racing fuel. It's in. He's down and away. Seven and a half seconds for Pato Award. And about four pit boxes in front of him. Joseph Newgarden does indeed bring his car to the attention of that Hitachi crew. Uh, and, uh, Davey, it's been an up-and-down day uh, for Joseph Newgarden for sure. He, we, you know, he went to the back and then worked his way back up to the front. He's trying to salvage a top-ten day. Yeah, that is correct, and I think he's going to pull it off. I really do think he's going to pull it off, and probably maybe even a top five day if he keeps plugging along like he has been. Uh, you know, we don't know what happened. Oh, Grosjean, second-place runner Grosjean, faster than the leader, McLaughlin. He decides to go ahead and pit. I think he's tired of being held up. McLaughlin stays out as the DHL machine of Romain Grosjean. After leading 31 laps, is kind of driven around in second place, being very, very patient, Alex Wolf. Roman Grosjean, the primary blacks, will take him home. They take the old ones out, put the new ones on. Watch and see if there's any front wing adjustments. There's not. The left front tire changer tells him to go just under seven seconds for Grosjean with a roar for the crowd. A heck of a celebration for Roman Grosjean. Question is, is he going to stay in front of Pato Award, Michael Young, as they head toward turn number one? It's going to be close, but Roman Grosjean will be ahead of Pato Award. Calling about five car lengths. Marcus Erickson will file in behind them. And Davey, again, timing is everything, and the timing looked good there for Roman Grosjean. Yeah, sure did. Now, what he has to do on this lap is have a great outlap. Make sure he plays it down, gets all he can out of it, because I'm going to guess McLaughlin's going to pit this lap. We're soon to find out, and yes, he does. So right now, he just needs to have the lap of his life to try to come out ahead of McLaughlin right now. Trying to go, to do. trying to go back-to-back, Ryan Marine. He's led two times for 36 laps on the day. Scott McLaughlin headed your way. 
How impressive has he been? He's been so quiet on the radio. The Dex Imaging crew awaits his arrival. They wave to him, and now they prepare to go to battle. Here comes Scott McLaughlin, slams to a halt. It should be a relatively quick fuel. Off go the greens, on go a set of sticker blacks. The left rear, no, the left front was the hang-up. It did take a little while. A still under eight-second pit stop, and he's down and away. Michael Young, you call it into turn one. It's going to be close. Scott McLaughlin making his way out of the track. They nearly touch. Roman Grosjean will fall in behind Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin just barely beat him out, but right now Grosjean is the one with the momentum. They go side-by-side side into turn number four. He squeezes him to the bottom of the racetrack. They make contact at Roman Grosjean and Scott McLaughlin go into the tire barrier. Full course caution on lap 71 here on the street to pick St. Petersburg. Davey, how about that turn of events? Unbelievable. 100%. You know, McLaughlin's a great racer, but that was 100% on McLaughlin. He just drove it in there on cold tires, ran straight into the side of Grosjean, and took them both out. 100% fault to McLaughlin, unfortunately, right there. And took a, a great day for both those guys out. Sometimes second is better than DNF, that's for sure. Caution on the course, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, okay, we, we, we've been able to catch our collective breath now. Davey Hamilton, uh, is, is your thoughts and opinion changed any at all yeah. since you've had a couple not, of months of the replay? Not, you know, here's the, the situation. They both knew what was happening. It was all for the win right there. But, uh, you know, Grosjean had tires, had more heat in them. We do know that. And uh, he, he took that outside line, which is the longer way around. Cold tires on McLaughlin's car. You knew the grip wasn't going to be there, but he wasn't going to give up. They both thought they were going to make it to the corner, obviously. But, uh, boy, if you have to point a finger, I'm still pointing at uh, McLaughlin. Down in those marbles, cold tires, uh, side by side going in there. you got to give you got to give the outside car room to get through the corner. That's interesting to note, Davey, the, the response we saw on the replay from Michael Andretti from Grosjean's perspective and Kyle Moyer from the perspective perspective of Scott McLaughlin. Of course, interesting enough, interestingly enough, Kyle Moyer, a long history with Andretti Autosport and Andretti Green, one time serving as that team's president. Absolutely, and it's just a bummer in the day. I mean, what a great race that was. You know, it's taken it away from all of us and, and the fans, and, you know, I'm a fan of both these guys. I hate to see that happen, and it's a situation where, well, as I talked about, there's, uh, right now I'm going to count, there's five deep on tires right there. I think if you pull two rows of those tires away and just had three rows, you still have plenty of cushion and saves a lot of opportunity, opens that corner up a little bit, and maybe not have, you know, so many incidents down in turn four. Well, uh, interesting to note, and, and, and Davey, I, I know there's some give and take there that you'd like to consider, but the bottom line is, I, I think given where we are in this race with just, you know, 20-some-odd laps left, I mean, those guys were just flat-out going for it. It just didn't work out for either one of them. Hey, hey, as the driver analyst, I would have been, if I'm in either one of those shoes, I would have done the same as they both did. Um, I would have went four to five McLaughlin going down there, hoping to, because knowing that's for the win, and if I was in Grosjean's, I felt like, you know, he had no, he had to go. I mean, you just got to go for it. So um, if I'm behind the wheel of either one of those cars, probably the outcome would have been the same as it was right there. I want to thank folks for tuning in to the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Great radio stations all across the U.S., including WIOU in Kokomo, Indiana, KIKI in Honolulu, Hawaii, and Kalea Country, 97.5 WKGA in Alexander City, Alabama. Let's go to Pit Road Chicken with Alex Wolf.
Well, it's been clear today the uh, fan favorite here at St. Petersburg, at least in the uh, pit grandstands, and that was Roman Grosjean. Every time he'd make a pit stop, every time he'd make a move, the crowd would go wild. And at that moment that he made that bid for the lead, the crowd was going berserk behind me, in front of me, just as crazy from the team. But when the run into the tire barrier came, a look of exasperation from the crew and a stunned uh, roar from the crowd. And now as they begin to sadly pack up the pit box, Rob Edwards of Andretti Auto Sport with some consoling pats on the back and congratulations on what at that point had been a great run. The thrill of potential victory turns into the agony of defeat for the 28 team. And a couple of guys that have hung around have been very patient in the top five, Davey, the beneficiary of these incidents. As we see, it looks like McLaughlin's going to get his car repaired and get things back underway as he heads back out onto the racetrack. Uh, he will do so. Uh, uh, we'll update you for at least he'll be at least one lap down, but your top three right now, Pato Award, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon. How about Alex Below, pretty good day for Chip Ganassi's race team. Yeah, Chip Ganassi has, uh, you know, three cars in the top four right now. Unfortunately, one of them is not leading. Pato Ward, we knew he was hungry coming into this. McLaren had a really good race car. Pretty consistent. We haven't talked about Pato very much because he just kind of minded his own business um, and kind of been running on his own some, somewhat. But, you know, we go back to Newgard. Finds himself in fifth position right now after, you know, making that early pit stop, filing himself to the back of the field. Got lucky on one yellow, gained a lot of positions, and now got... You know, I think lucky again on, on this last run and finds himself in fifth right now. Davey, how about the driver of the 78 car? Augustine Canapino, the rookie. He has worked <laughs> that worked his way in his very first NTT IndyCar Series race. Again, all he wanted to do was complete every lap and get seat time. And uh, thanks to this carnage in part and a lot of patience by a guy that's a veteran, uh, been racing for a very long time, he has worked his way into a top ten. He is top ten right now. We've got to remember there's plenty of racing left uh, to go here with 25 laps to go. And you got Power and Malukas right behind him. And another good run for Armstrong, his first time as well. And the other Ganassi car in 13th. How about this? Stingray Rob crashes on the first, very first lap. Uh, doesn't hurt his car very bad. He goes a lap down. Um, goes in, fixes that car. Comes back, and he's just logging in laps, finds himself in the top 15 in that 14th spot right now. Davey, you and I remember a time when, uh, when when you were involved in an incident. If that thing had to go behind the wall or any repairs need to be made, no matter how large or how minor, uh, that thing went behind the wall and it stayed there. You were not allowed to make repairs and get back out onto the racetrack. And uh, I remember when that rule changed, and I, for one, was happy to see it. And I think that rule change benefits uh, young drivers like Stingray Rob, gives him a chance for a top 15 finish and a lot of seat time. Yeah, that's right. And Rosenquist, by the way, you know, he was his car was pretty heavily damaged. I don't know if he's completely stopped. Still shows him 40 laps down. So he must have went back behind the wall. But it does give these cars and or these drivers and teams opportunity to get fixed, come back out, and still put a show on for the fans. Um, you know, not a lot of cars out there. I think 14 uh, cars running right now out of the 27 that started. Basically, half our field's gone. So, what sort of a message can you send if your race control and the race officials? and these race strategists to tell these drivers, hey, look, got to understand something, guys. In some races, we might have as many or as five or six more cars out onto the racetrack. Some of these road and street courses, especially street courses, are very, very tight. How hard do you work to get that point across to take care of one another? Well, you know, you have to. And, I, I you know, one thing that uh, I think that we all need to look at and the series needs to look at is just th- this race. Let's, let's, uh, let's uh, you know, get it over with, whatever whatever happens for the rest of it happens. But 
look at what what's it take to keep the not so many marbles on this racetrack. What's it going to take to you know uh, make sure that they get through the first quarter and what who who made the bigger mistakes and and uh, just try to take care of each other. But right now, I think marbles as we watch in the monitors right now, boy, if you get out of line whatsoever, it's just going to be a handful right now for these drivers. So, um, boy, you got to be brave to make a pass right now. The top 14 cars are on the lead lap. They are Pato Award, uh, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, Pelot, Newgarden, Rossi, Ilot, Ray Hall, Lundgaard, and Catapino. Power, 11th, Malukas, 12th, 13th, Armstrong, 14th, Rob, 15th, McLaughlin, a lap down. Connor Daly, 16th, a lap down. Kyle Kirkwood, three laps down. Out of the race at 18th, Grosjean, 19th, Herta, 20th, Harvey, 21st, VK, 40 laps down. 22nd, Felix Rosenquist, out of the race, 23rd, Elio Castro Nevis, 24th, Santino Ferrucci, 25th, Devlin DeFrancesco, 26th, Simon Pagino, 27th, Benjamin Peterson. Five leaders, five lead changes. McLaughlin, Grosjean, Award, Dixon, Malukas have all led. There have been five cautions for 25 laps and an opening lap crash resulted in 21 minutes and 23 seconds of red flag time. Those are the biggest movers today. Forward, Ilot plus 15, Rahal plus 12, Catapino plus 11. Let's go to Pit Road, get an update from Ryan Marine. Well, to Davey's point about the marble buildup offline, Marcus Erickson was just told over the radio by Taylor Kyle, look, you do have a push-to-pass advantage, but do not put yourself in a compromised position. That's such a tough balance to be in, though, knowing that he's going to be racing for the win, potentially, with Pato Award. So, 77 laps complete with 23 to go, and uh, Davey, everybody on the same pit strategy now, everybody with the tires that they wanted to end this thing with, and uh, it uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout over the last 20 laps or so of this race. Yep, the crew have done all they could do. The tires are on the car, they're going to stay on the car. Fuel's in it to make it to the end. It's 23 laps of a shootout, and it's going to be all up to these drivers. It's all the, They're in the car by themselves now, and so where they finish, is uh, it's all up to them right now, Mark. Uh, looks like a couple of cars at the rear of the field, most notably among them, Connor Daly. Those cars that are a couple of laps down are being waved around the pace car, Davey, and that is by design. Over They do it over the last 20 laps or so to make sure that uh, no cars lap down impede an opportunity for somebody in the top five or ten to, to, to win the race. Yeah, that's exactly right. Best thing to do, too. And it just gives them the opportunity to go around, get on the back of that lap, too. Helps them get a lap back and get them back to where they're being in, in, in a competitive situation and racing with the cars they're supposed to be racing with. So, um, good thing to do. Leave the leaders alone and let them uh, let them battle it out. Well, Michael Young got us off to a great start at turn number one of on that call as those two drivers were coming together. One was out on the course, the other one coming off of pit road and Michael you just got the feeling from the time it started as you called it off of pit road that it wasn't going to end anytime soon they were going to be together on the racetrack for a while and you just didn't want to see what happened happen it it was going to and it's still going to be a fantastic finish to this race but two of the best cars out there McLaughlin and Roman Grosjean the best cars all day long and strategy was playing out it was going to be a dogfight to the bitter end it was fantastic and a tough break for Roman Grosjean obviously a fan favorite out here in the streets of St. Petersburg and for his day to end like that is really rough uh, out of an abundance of caution, an update on Jack Harvey. He is in stable condition, but he's been taken to a 
local hospital for further evaluation. Additional updates on his condition will be announced when they become available. We do know he got out of the car under his own power, but he was helped to the uh, medical vehicle before they took him to the infield care center. But again, Jack Harvey, who is in stable condition, has been taken to a local hospital for further evaluation. Uh, we can report that Roman Grosjean, Davey, has been treated and released. Good news there. We're watching the replay, kid. And like I say, you know, I think it really caused it. I think there have been enough room, but uh, uh, McLaughlin's car got loose getting into turn four, and that's what I think caused that whole thing with Grosjean. 79 laps complete as we get back to green flag racing into turn number one. Very patient. Pato Award now leads the field into turn number one. Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon. Then it's Alexander Rossi. How about the machine of Calamilot? They're your top five. The field clean through the first portion of the course. Boy, he got a great, great run off of turn number 14 and hit the button. He has checked out to a one-second lead a little bit further back. Will Power grabs a couple of spots. He's able to work his way into the top ten. Meanwhile, it's Award, Erickson, Dixon, Rossi, and Eilat to turns four, five, and six. Car number five, Pata Award, looking for career win at number five. But he's got to hold up Marcus Erickson. But Erickson's bigger issue right now, Nick, is his teammate Scott Dixon is right behind him. And nobody likes seeing that more than Pato Award, who is shot out of a cannon to a 2.8-second advantage. Mark, they are really stacking up Will Power with a late charge underneath Christian Lundgaard to grab the ninth spot. But, boy, Pato Award is gone through the hairpin. Yeah, no doubt that Will Power is indeed on rails. Meanwhile, in that battle for the second position. Scott Dixon is flat-wearing Marcus Erickson out. Uh, Erickson's able to pull off a little bit off of turn number 14. Can he close the gap into turn number one, Michael Young? Doesn't look like it. Marcus Erickson now about a three-car length advantage over his teammate Scott Dixon. The battle now. Callum Eilat. How about that? Hukos Holliger car. He's closed in on the rear wing of Alexander Rossi. Yeah, trying to work his way into the top three. He wants that fourth spot that belongs to Alexander Rossi. Meanwhile, Marcus Armstrong trying to work his way around Canapino. That is the battle for the 12th position. Meanwhile, Pato Award with a 2.5 second lead over Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, Rossi and Eilat through turn number six. Eilat, that's a really good battle with Marcus, or with, excuse me, Alexander Rossi just in front of him. Alex Pelot is just behind him. Caleb Eilat runs in fifth. Yeah, something happened on that restart that kicked uh, Alex Pelot and Joseph Newgarden out of the top five and allowed Callum Eilat to jump up there. Davey, you might have had a view because all of a sudden Callum Eilat's in a great position in the top five. Yeah, what happened is before the green came out, they were going down through turns 13 and 14. Uh, Pelot just went up too high. He just got it really high, and Newgarden followed him up. They were up at the marbles high, and when the green came out, they just came off that corner lost three or four spots, both let's, of them. Let's go to Georgia here from Roman Grosjean. Roman Grosjean disappointed at the end to his day, but Roman, can you give us perspective on the incident from start to finish? No, I mean, the footage, uh, I was speaking pretty clearly, so I won't uh, elaborate too much on that. I think we had an amazing car today. We were super fast. Shame we uh, went one lap too long, I think, on the first stint on the greens. And uh, if not, I would have been ahead and not have those problems. But uh, it is what it is. Um, I just hope there's going to be uh, rules put in place uh, for those incidents. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's about as politically correct as you can handle that situation for sure, Davey. 19 laps to go. Pretty frank discussion there with Roman Grosjean. Yeah, the rules put into place for that situation. Well, that means to tell you, you know, he he says where he felt the problem was right there, as we see Will Power get by his teammate Newgarden right now, too, continue to fight his way to the front. But, yeah, pretty pretty disappointing. I don't know what to – it's that's such a tough call. I mean, they were going for the win. And, and like I say, when I look at the overhead replay of it, it's very clear that you can see McLaren 
McLaughlin's car on the brake so hard the back end slid around. That means he lost control of the car. And then when it overcorrected, it shot it right into Grosjean's and, and uh, you know, into the wall. They both went, obviously. After a hard charge on the restart to try to track down his teammate, Scott Dixon fading a bit. Dixon has an advantage over Alexander Rossi, but it's from fourth on back that things are still a bit interesting. Fourth place Rossi, fifth place Eilat, sixth place Pelot, uh, seventh place running Graham Rahal. Jake Query, they're all headed back to you. Yeah, and speaking of Graham Rahal, it had been a long weekend for that team. Now all of a sudden, Graham Rahal finds himself running in seventh. Will Power is just behind him. All of them setting sail for turn number 10. Yeah, Power's on those alternate tires, and he has found some pace late in this race, although maybe that's what we should expect, Mark. He won the championship a year ago with some incredible consistency. Shouldn't be surprised to see that Verizon driver creeping towards the front towards the end of this race. And again, Davey talked about Graham Rahal and his qualifying woes last year. Very similar this weekend and uh, then when the dust settles and we get to race day he hits the button able to get himself inside the top 10. Meanwhile uh, Pato Award, Erickson, Dixon, Rossi and Eilat the top 5. Alex Pillow is 6th. We mentioned Graham Rahal he's currently running 7th. Will Power is 8th. Joseph Newgarden is ninth. Christian Newgarden is 10th. There are 17 laps to go as they work their way off at turn number 3. The advantage now 2.1 seconds for Pato Award as he heads toward turn 6 and 7. It's interesting because you feel like if the field is waiting for Pata Award to make a mistake, they might be waiting a while because Pata Award, the bottom line is, Nick, right now he is putting that number five machine every single place where it needs to be. Yeah, on the stopwatch, it's 2.3 seconds. On the racetrack, that equates to about 12 to 15 car lengths for the driver from Mexico trying to hold off the Swede, Marcus Erickson. He's got a little bit of breathing room to his teammate, Scott Dixon, in third. Uh, Pelot and Rahal right now. That's the battle for the sixth position. I think that's the closest battle on the racetrack, although they are trying to track down Callum Eilat. Eilat starts to pull away a little bit. Again, Pelot, Rahal, the start-finish line, headed back to one. Callum Eilat about three car lengths over Alex Pelot. Then Graham Rahal tucks in behind the rear wing of Alex Pelot. Actually, Graham swung a little bit wide, Mark, and he lost a little ground, maybe got into some of those marbles, able to keep it under control, though. Yeah, that's a good call. That one bunched up a little bit into turn number one. That's Pelot running into the sixth position, Rahal running in the seventh position, Award by 2.3 seconds. Front three, in fact, separation a little bit. Alexander Rossi then leads the charge. Eilat, Pelot, Rahal on back, back in front of Jake Query. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, when you go right behind Eilat, it's Pelot and Rahal. That probably amongst the top seven is right now, Nick, the best battle on the racetrack. Yeah, they bunch up out of turn at number nine, heading down to the left-hander of turn number 10. Pelot's advantage over Rahal, about a car length and a half as the Spaniard holds him off by about four-tenths of a second. Uh, we'll complete lap 85, meaning 15 to go. It's been a wild and woolly Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. Uh, 14 laps to go in this one. Pato Award with a 1.4 second lead. Davey, it was at 2.2 seconds, but uh, I think it's a matter of Pato Award right now just hitting his marks, but make no mistake about it. You know, er- Marcus Erickson's going to start coming over these last 10 laps or so. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, don't forget his teammate Scott Dixon right behind him, too. Um, you know, he, he, he's he's happy with third. He could take what he could get, but uh, he would like to be on top of that podium as well. But right now, Pato Award making good laps. I'm watching lap times right now. Now he's just he's about two tenths off a lap for Erickson right now. So I don't know if he's just taking it easy and wait for the end or if Erickson's actually catching. Uh, it's pit road and Ryan Marine. 
Well, I think I got the answer for you, Davey, because Ponta was just told over the radio that Marcus is using push to pass to catch him, so don't worry. Keep doing what you're doing. That's the message to Ponta will warn. Uh, we get an aerial shot uh, on our multi-screen monitor, and, and Davey, from the looks at it, <laughs> you wanted to get a good deal on a slightly damaged NTT IndyCar Series car. There's a nice lot being uh, built uh, just outside of uh, the race course. Well, the winner this weekend, Delara. There's going to be a lot of parts at the Delara factory uh, being built right now, unfortunately, and they don't even like seeing that, to be honest with you. I know all of them at Delara, they don't like selling parts, honestly. And, uh, boy, just a bunch of carnage. And that, that was a true uh, true wrecking yard down there, wasn't it, Mark? And that lead continues to shrink. Michael Young is down to 1.1 seconds. And Marcus Erickson able to close it down to what visibly is five car lengths, but the same back to his teammate, Scott Dixon. So as Ryan Marine had said, Marcus Erickson using up those push to passes. It'll be interesting to see when it comes time, if anybody will jump out to try to take the lead. It's down to nine-tenths of a second now, Jake Query, and it's basically among the front three because fourth place Alexander Rossi is about three seconds back of third place ranking Scott Dixon. Nick, they're coming in front of you, and what you're going to see is now all of a sudden when you see one, you see all three coming into view. Yeah, and think about the top four. Two Ganassi cars, two Aero McLaren cars. Not a lot of love lost over the last 365 days, Mark, between these two organizations. Might be set on the racetrack. Erickson, he's got it to within four car lengths of Pato Award. Aero's McLaren, one of those with the addition of Alexander Rossi. Expect a chalice of stranglehold that Ganassi and Penske has had on the championship recently, Michael Young. Indeed, and Pottawa Warren now makes his way into turn number one. That's still about a five-car length advantage over Marcus Erickson. Scott Dixon there. Rossi well out of the picture. Then it's Callum Island starting to pull away from Alex Pillow. Graham Rahal, Will Power follows everybody through. Uh, Pillow and Rahal, there's a pretty good battle. That's the battle for the sixth position. We've been keeping our eye on that one, but we're also keeping an eye on the fact that that lead has shrunk to eight-tenths of a second. Uh, Pottawa Ward over Marcus Erickson, Jake. Erickson a little bit closer off the exit of turn number nine. Looks like, as a matter of fact, Nick, Erickson might have a little more acceleration than O'Ward heading onto the straight. On the pit box for that eight-car call, and the strategy is Taylor Kyle. A year ago, he was calling the strategy for Pato O'Ward. Moved over to Ganassi in the offseason. Market still six car lengths, O'Ward and Erickson. Aaron Likens this time by will hang out of the flag stand to give Pato O'Ward the signal that there are ten laps to go, and he will look at his rearview mirror and see that Marcus Erickson is seven-tenths of a second behind him, Michael Young. Well, he's really coming. He's closing in. Erickson drove it really deep, closed it down to three car legs. So if Pato Awards got this race in hand, he still might have to deal with Marcus Erickson before anything is said and done. Yeah, drove it in deep indeed. He closed it from about seven-tenths, Jake Query, down to five-tenths of a second now as they work their way back to Pioneer Park. Working their way around Pioneer Park. And again, Pata Award doing everything he can to hold off Marcus Erickson. They work their way into turn number nine. Erickson now, that Husky chocolate machine, visibly closer than last time by. Another caveat. Remember, these were the two that settled the Indy 500 on a late restart one year ago. It was Erickson who got the better of Pato Award. We'll see if the Swede can track him down at seven-tenths of a second. Yeah, it would be among these three. As a matter of fact, it may just now become among these two because Scott Dixon's starting to fade a little bit. He's almost a second and a half now behind Marcus Erickson. The leaders with nine laps to go clear the start-finish line. 
Marcus Erickson's best finish here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Seven, trying to make a win. His ultimate here on the streets of St. Pete. Closes it in. It's still about three car lengths. Scott Dixon now, Mark, starting to fall off ever so slightly. It's the three-horse race at the end of the race here at St. Petersburg. Top ten with nine to go. Award Erickson Dixon, Rossi Eilat, Pelot, Ray Hall, Power, Newgarden, and Christian Lungard. Again, those are top ten with nine laps to go as the leaders head back to Pioneer Park. Marcus Erickson is trying to win his fourth NTT IndyCar Series career race, but he's got to get past the guy who has four wins of his own in Pata Award. They streak their way towards turn number 10. The advantage for Pata Award, about four car lengths. The red nose of that Husky chocolates machine. The uh, car for Chip Ganassi Racing pointed to the back of Pato Award's machine. Award a strong charge and a 12. Felix Rosenquist was uh, able to get back into the race after that opening lap incident. He's 40 laps down, but he was able to through some positions, work his way up to 19th, but now, Michael, his day is done. Indeed, it's a rough go, but we still have that machine. A Pottle Award for Aaron McLaren leading the charge. His teammate Alexander Rossi still in there as well in fourth. So a good day for Aaron McLaren at Chip Ganassi Racing. Pottle Award leads him into turn number three. Dixon was two and a half seconds back. Suddenly he's 1.7 seconds back. So he's not ready to give up on it as yet. Marcus Erickson is right in the tire tracks of Pottle Award now as the lead's been wavering back and forth, Jay Query, from seven tenths to six tenths. And absolutely, Scott Dixon now off turn number eight pops into view much more quickly than they did the last time by. All three of them now off of turn number nine. Yeah, wouldn't it be fitting on a day where the leaders have already tangled and lots of carnage that Scott Dixon may be in the catbird seat if the battle for the lead spills over. Dixon runs in third. Marky's got about five car lengths to make up to his teammate Erickson. Seven laps to go. Your top five will Ward, Erickson, Dixon, Rossi, and Eilat. Pelot is sixth. Ray Hall, seventh. Power, eighth. Newgarden, ninth. Lungard, 10th as the leaders head back to turn one. Pato Award has about a two-car length advantage over Marcus Erickson. Scott Dixon about eight car lengths in third. Er- uh, Dixon never has won here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Four seconds, two-thirds. Scott Dixon trying to get a win today, but he's got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, a ton of podium finishes. He's just never been on the top spot. He has shaved about a half a second off of that lead. It bumps up to another tenth of a second. Erickson over Dixon in the battle for second. Erickson in the tire tracks of Award the battle for first. Alexander Rossi and Caleb Eilat rounding out the top five, but right now they are not keeping in view of the top three. It's Pata Award, Marcus Erickson, and Scott Dixon. You mentioned that top five, Jake, just outside the top five. Alex Pillow and Graham Rahal continue to slug it out for sixth, but all attention is on the front of the field. It's a three-horse race, and Mark, these front three have about a five-second advantage over Alexander Rossi. Below indeed sixth, Rahal seventh, Will Power eighth, Newgarden ninth, Christian Lundgaard running in the tenth position. Six laps to go this time by if Marcus Erickson is going to go he might want to go soon Michael Young Looks like he may have lost a little ground coming down that front straightaway as Pato Award tries to check out. Still three car lengths. Pato then Marcus Erickson. Looks like Dixon closed the ground ever so slightly. Yeah, no question. Scott Dixon has closed the gap a little bit, but as we say that, Erickson off of turn number three climbs back into the throttle, picks up another couple of tenths over his third place running teammate. Pato Award by six tenths of a second now as they set up for turn number five. 
They work their way now up at turn number eight. It's Pata O'Ward, about four car lengths or so in front of Marcus Erickson. Then, Nick, it's about six back before you get to Scott Dixon. Boy, O'Ward's car looked a little unstable, and it looks like we've got one car smoking heavily. Mark Joseph Newgarden out of Pioneer Park. The back of that car, we're seeing fire out of the Hitachi machine. Yeah, Davey, look at the rear of that car. Joseph Newgarden, maybe an oil line or what must have come loose? Yeah, it looks like I'm going to try to get a, uh, right there. Yeah, it could be an oil line under like an oil cooler under the, the left side of that car. Definitely needs to come in. That fire's not going to put itself out. Something's starting to leak in that area, and uh, he definitely needs to come in right now. Boy, how frustrating for Joseph Newgarden. Davey, he has had a long day. He fell into the back of the field, was able to work his way back into contention, but it looks like his day is going to end about five laps early. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. He had a, he had a tough day, tough start, but he fought his way. It was going to get him maybe a top six or seven finish, uh, and and now you know down in flames. So five laps to go. Pottawa Ward sees that lead pretty steady at five tenths of a second. It's got Dixon. Simply Nick Yeoman is unable to close up on his teammate Marcus Erickson. Rossi of Eilat still in the top five. Yeah, in fact, I think, Mark, that Scott Dixon might have lost a couple car lengths. It might be Erickson turning up the wick. He's got about two to three to make up the Pottawa Ward, but Scott Dixon's running out of time in that third spot with five to go. Uh, there will be five to go. 95 of 100 laps in the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Award Erickson, Dixon, Rossi and Eilat, the top five as they cross to start finish line. Marcus Erickson starting to peek throughout the course, seeing if there's any opportunity to try to get around Pottawa Ward. He's closed it down to two car lengths again. Scott Dixon has fallen away from this battle. Pottawa Ward gaps him again. It's three car lengths through three. It's down to four tenths of a second. Bumps back up to five tenths of a second. Erickson very patient one year ago throughout the course of the race. He was in the top five all day long. Hit the button late. Uh, Jake Query to get himself to victory lane at the Indianapolis 500. Is this a cat-and-mouse game for Pata Award, or is he going to have to all of a sudden get on his giddy-up? Marcus Erickson now has drawn in within a car length and a half of Pata Award up turn number nine. Both of those drivers starting to catch a little bit of lap traffic. The lap car of Stingray Rob about 10 to 15 car lengths ahead. They may catch him on the front straightaway. Pata Award still three to four car lengths over Marcus Erickson. And there will be but three laps to go next time by as we see they come off of turn number 14. They can see the car of Stingray Rob. He's going to have to play nice. Marcus Erickson goes to the high side. A problem for Pato Award. Davey Hamilton, what was that off of turn number 14? Yeah, just it's like he almost had a wheel spin or ran out of fuel or something. Crazy, just slowed down. Erickson caught hit by surprise, was able to fly right by him. Now he's got to deal with Scott Dixon right behind him. Three laps to go, and Marcus Erickson goes to the point of bobble off of turn number 14 for Pato Award as the leaders head back to Jake Weary. So now the question becomes, can Scott Dixon take second away from Pata Award as they work their way through turn number nine? It is Erickson with with Award behind him, but Scott Dixon is now right on the rear wing of that number five machine. Boy, this race has had absolutely everything. Marcus Erickson, now the leader for the first time in a turn number 10. He's catching the lap car of Stingray Rob. Rob overcooks him. He'll go into the runoff area. That's a big win, Mark, for the leaders. Marcus Erickson, your leader, with just a little over three to go. Yeah, no question, 
best thing that's going to happen. I hate it for Stingray Rob, but certainly got out of the way of the leaders. Marcus Erickson comes off the turn. He will see two fingers out of the flag stand from Aaron Likens. Two laps to go, but Scott Dixon is making a hard charge for second place running Pato Award. No matter who wins it, they will be a first-time winner here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Erickson, eight car lengths over award. Scott Dixon's there trying to get that second-place position away from Pato Award. Well, one thing's for sure, Scott Dixon is called the Iceman, but Marcus Erickson, Jake Weary, is one cool customer. He is uh, uh, as happy-go-lucky and as friendly a guy outside of the cockpit, but boy, what a steely competitor when he climbs into that seat. And that paint scheme is oh so familiar. Husky chocolate that, of course, went to Indianapolis's victory lane a year ago and now trying to do the same in St. Petersburg. Marcus Erickson into turn number 10. Boy, the concern for second place running Pato Award might still be holding off Scott Dixon. He's not close enough to Marcus Erickson to really mount a challenge out of turn number 10. Erickson's lead a second and a half. Marcus, we are poised for the white flag. Pato Award has picked it up to about seven tenths of a second over third place running Scott Dixon. White flag is in the air as Marcus Erickson comes off of turn number 14. What an improbable win this might be, Michael Young. It's been so impressive this weekend and to get around Pottawa Ward, brilliantly done. The poker game coming to an end. The final card about to be thrown. Marcus Erickson leads him in through turn number three. He is for sure a model of consistency, a cool customer, and all kinds of efficient. He has a lead of 1.8 seconds, Jake Weary. He has absolutely, in the home stretch of this race, put the car everywhere it needs to be. Turn number eight now for Marcus Erickson. No issue off of turn number nine. The lead grows over Pata Award. Nick, here comes Marcus Erickson into your view. On the accelerator, hammering it down in the shadows of the Mahaffey Theater and the Dali Museum. It is picture perfect for Marcus Erickson. Keeps it off the wall of turn number 10. Mark Jaynes bring Marcus Erickson home on the streets of St. Pete. 2.1 seconds to lead. It is been a wild and woolly Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. The advance auto part, twin checkered flag in the air, and it is victory lane on the streets of St. Petersburg for Marcus Erickson. He grabs the win. Pato Award finishes second. Scott Dixon third. Alexander Rossi is fourth. And Callum Eilat finishes fifth. Davey Hamilton, what a race. What a great race, and one small mistake by uh, Pato Award coming off that final corner. Looked like he just got some wheel spin, got the car just a little bit sideways, had to get out of the throttle, and, man, here comes with a head of steam. Marcus Erickson just missing the back of Pato, actually, getting by him and then and, and running on to victory lane. Great run by Marcus. Uh, let's pause 10 seconds for stage identification post-race festivities when we come back. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Mark James, Davey Hamilton, Marcus Erickson, your winner. The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. Davey Hamilton, uh, Chevrolet won the Manufacturer's Championship a year ago. Honda gets off to a good start. They win the race. They grab the third spot. They grab the sixth spot. Then eighth, ninth, and tenth. And early on, they lead the Manufacturer's standings 91-72 to over the bow tie. Yeah, they, uh, whatever, you know, it's always a great competition between Chevrolet and Honda, and uh, it's going to go back and forth, I have a feeling, this year. There was Hondas up front, there were Chevrolets up front in the day, Markson won with that Honda, but I think it's a great battle. That tells you how close the engine manufacturers are, and it's always good that everybody has the same opportunity to win, no matter what manufacturer you have. This kid is making a habit, Davey, of hanging around in the top five and then hit the button over the last 20 laps to win a race. He did that to perfection last year to win the Indy 500. 
Yeah, I sure did. And, you know, everybody on that Ganassi team, just think about how cool, calm, and collected. You got Dixon, Polo, Erickson. The, the, those three just really are uh, something. You know, they're all kind of the, made of the same mold, just uh, ice in their veins, just go when they have to go, and uh, and they make it happen. So it's a lot of fun to watch right now. And I see Chip was the first one to the race car, so uh, you know he's happy. And how about the, the rookie, Marcus Armstrong, his first ever NTT IndyCar Series race. He comes home in 11th for that team. they got to be happy with that. Yeah, got to be happy with that. You know, he had some issues early on. He got a flat tire, so kind of took him out of contention. But to come back to that 11th uh, position, his car's all in one piece. So you look at all the Ganassi cars, they're looking pretty good. They don't have to go to Delar this week to buy extra parts. They, they came out unscathed. Uh, so, Pato Award, uh, you can, uh, I think, uh, we haven't talked to him yet, but again, your speculation, strong speculation, it, it was simple wheel spin. So, how did that happen? Well, you know, he could have got in there just, you know, tires are wearing down. That's a tough corner. You go through there pretty darn fast. Could have been a situation where he made that corner, uh, got on the throttle just a little bit too hard. It stepped out, looked like the back of the car stepped out oh so slightly, and then he had to lift to keep it out of the wall. And then when he did that, uh, he, he lost his momentum. Uh, let's go to victory lane. Here from Marcus Erickson, Ryan Marine. A picture-perfect start to the 2023 season for Marcus Erickson. Victory on the streets of St. Petersburg. Congratulations, first of all. You were tracking down Pato Award in those final laps. Take us through how you got by. Yeah, I had a really bad restart. I got out in the marbles, and I lost a lot, and I was under big pressure from my teammates, but managed to sort of get going, and then just got my head down. I knew my car was really good, so I just started to hunt him down, and I knew in the end of the stints we were strong, so... Wanted to put pressure on for the end and see if he did any mistakes. Uh, I don't know what happened. Obviously, uh, you know, I want to overtake him uh, on track and not like that. But still, that's racing. Sometimes that happens. And we were there to, to pick it up. And I think we are fully deserved uh, of, of this victory. This is your fourth career win. Are you aware that each of those four races has had a red flag at one point or another? I, I, I am aware about that. And I was thinking about that when we are sitting with the red flag. I'm like, okay, this is my day. <laughs> You were confident all weekend, even before that red flag. There was a confidence about you. I talked to you yesterday after you qualified fourth, and you said, absolutely, we could win from fourth place. Where does that confidence come from? It comes from, you know, the last few years. We've been improving every year. I've been in the same team with the same core people, and, you know, we worked really hard, and, and we, we want to get better. Last year, we were in the championship all the way to the final. We won the biggest race in the world. We went to preseason testing as fast as there, so, you know, people seem to be surprised, but I think we've shown that we are making progress and we're going to be a threat, and I think today confirmed that. Enjoy the win. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Marcus Erickson. Georgia. Scott Dixon adding a seventh podium to his career here on the streets of St. Petersburg, and Scott, what was your biggest takeaway after that grueling 100-lap race? Uh, it, was, it was tough. You know, I think uh, it was hard to get a flow. You know, we were trying to go off strategy a little bit. Uh, first of all, just glad everybody's okay in that crash, too. It looked pretty, uh, pretty brutal out there, and I really uh, feel bad for getting into Felix there and probably starting that situation. But uh, also congrats to Marcus. Those guys uh, drove a hell of a race. We kind of got caught up in a weird uh, crossover there on the last sequence. Um, we beat Canapino out and then uh, and then he passed me back in turn three from a long way back. Didn't expect it. And it kind of hurt us for probably three or four laps. So um, I think, you know, we, we would have maybe got the, the eight in that situation and then it would have been a different race for us. But uh, felt bad for Pato there. You know, uh, when you have a, a plenum event like that, you just can't do anything about it. It cuts the engine off. So, uh, yeah, great way for us to start the season. Good points, and uh, we'll keep trucking. Scott Dixon. Finishing second, but none too pleased about it. Alex Wolf, Pato Award. Pato was so close out there today, a second-place finish. How are the closing laps from your perspective? Uh, we were doing everything right, did everything right. 
Um, and we just got let down today. We can't have those issues happening. They're costly. I mean, I know we're, we've got good points today. It's a great start to the season. Um, but it's just a stupid way to lose a race. You talk about those issues and what happened. What what exactly was it that happened during the race today? Uh, plenum fire the engine. Disappointing day for Pato Awarda. Second place start to the season. Uh, best of luck not only the rest of the season, but coming up at Texas. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, Davey, uh, explain uh, to the casual okay, fan yeah. what he meant. Yeah, basically what happens, these are turbocharged cars. They have plenums on them. That's where the air and fuel mix uh, that drives the, the, the uh, air into the engine. And uh, sometimes you get fuel up in those plenums. And then when they ignite, it, tar- it catches the fuel on fire before it goes into the cylinder wall. So when you have that uh, plenum fire, it takes just it just shuts the car off. And basically it just shuts everything down until the fire goes out. And then it can start running fuel again. Yeah. So it uh, doesn't happen very often, I tell you. That's it it does happen. Obviously, it happened to Pato. Just, you know, I guess God said it wasn't his day because I'm telling you, that that's very rare that that happens and uh, unfortunate for him. But, yeah, you, you, you have him. Uh, nothing you can do about it. Erickson, Award, Dixon, Rossi, and Eilat, the top five. Ray Hall, the sixth. Power, seventh. Palo is eighth. Lungard is ninth. David Maluka is tenth. Marcus Armstrong, eleventh. Canapino in 12th. How about the rookie of the ride? He gave that 78 car today. Scott McLaughlin finishes a lap down in 13th. 14th, Connor Daly a lap down. Three laps down, Kyle Kirkwood 15th. 16th, Stingray Robb. Four laps down in 17th, Joseph Newgard late fire. Uh, relegated him to 17th place. Grosjean 18th, 19th, Rosenquist 20th, Herta. We'll give you the rest of the field after we hear from Alexander Rossi, who finished 4th. Great fourth place finish for Alexander Rossi. His first race with Sarah McLaren. And first off, if you were on an uh, IndyCar race as crazy as that one was, because it was wild from start to finish, it seemed like. Yeah, I think we, we knew it was going to be pretty crazy um, based on practice and qualifying. But, you know, the, the team did a good job. You know, it was a mistake-free race on, on everyone's behalf. Um, and, you know, I think we obviously had three really strong cars. It's a shame uh, what happened to Felix at the start. You know, I think the three of us had, had the potential to, to kind of all be in the top 10 um but today was just kind of about keeping your nose clean and and staying out of trouble and um you know a really good start for the organization you know i think we we struggled a little bit on friday but all of the errol mclaren and chevy guys put their heads together and we were able to to come back talked about the fact that this team is still sort of trying to mesh and gel as the season begins but to have this sort of a start with second and fourth felix would have been up there if not for the uh, trouble at the beginning of the race this has to bode well for what will happen once you guys fully integrate and get on the same page for the rest of this 2023 campaign yeah i think we'll only get stronger from here um so this is a really good opportunity for us going into this pretty long break ahead of texas a place where the team's been very strong in the past um to just really understand where we're weak and, and work us work on improving those areas but yes as you said a fantastic way to start the season congratulations on a great run thank you over to ryan marine scott mclaughlin looked like this one might have been yours for the second year in a row you come out of the pits you end up side by side with roman grosjean take us through the incident that ended your day uh look i just made uh i, I tried to make a judgment call i've made the pass on him in the last in an outlap and it worked and then i went into uh turn four and, and I thought I had the same you know opportunity um, but unfortunately the track got dirtier and I got and I locked the rears and um, we got wheel to wheel contact which basically just ripped the wheel out of my hands we were both done but I apologize I mean I, I race hard I always race clean um, and I feel like uh, today it's not a testament to my, how I race um, but 
Yeah, I just I, I will go see see Romain, apologise, at least have a chat man to man, and um, and try and get over this. But you know, look, we had a great Dex Imaging Chevy, Chevy Field Mileage, which was fantastic, and um, yeah, we're in it to win it. But look, you got to go have a go, do you? You got to have a crack, and um, unfortunately, uh, just we just came off the bad end of it. Tough day at the office for Scott McLaughlin. Georgia? Well, Callum Eilat, 22nd to 5th here on the streets of St. Petersburg. And Callum, what did it take to do that, especially on this challenging, grueling, ever-changing racetrack? I forgot I started 22nd. Um, oh, well, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, just time, right strategy, keeping it cool. Like I said to the others, it was not easy on those restarts. Really slow under safety car, especially on the greens. We, we were picking up a lot of the rubber. Um, and that made it super slippy on those restarts. So I don't blame anyone really for making mistakes overdoing it. I took it easy. Obviously, that cost me a couple of positions at a time. Um, you know, people were trying to gamble it. But when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. So I was glad I kept kept it a little bit on the back end. Um, and it, it mattered. Wait, it counted. When it mattered, it counted. I don't know. I'm a bit tired. Um, yeah, great race. Great confidence boost for the... Of course, Hollinger, um, guys, girls, ladies, everyone back at the factory. We don't have many back at the factory, actually. Everyone's here. Um, but I'm just going to say that anyway because it's standard stuff. Um, yeah, so big thanks to them, and it's gone really well this weekend. Does this performance set the precedent for yourself and Hunko's Hollinger racing this season? I think so. It's exceeded expectations. It's not a win, but it's great to come in and start like that. Callum Eilat. A fifth and a twelfth. Well done today, Georgia, who spent most of the race, unfortunately, back at the infield care center, but provided a lot of great insight from the drivers involved in a lot of incidents. So uh, I want to go back and give you a complete full field rundown. But just joined in there because we wanted to hear from the drivers. Erickson, your winner, he led the last four laps, but uh, led the one that mattered. Pottle Ward finished second. He led 23 laps on this day. Scott Dixon led three laps. He finishes third. Alexander Rossi was fourth. Eilat was fifth. Ray Hall sixth. Will Power seventh. Alex Pillow was eighth. Lundgaard ninth. And David Malukas finished in the tenth position. Good run for him. Armstrong eleventh. Canapino was twelfth. Scott McLaughlin was thirteenth. He led 37 laps today. Connor Daly, fourteenth a lap down along with McLaughlin. Kirk Wood three laps down. Rob three laps down. Joseph Newgarden four laps down. Roman Grosjean was out of the race, finishing 18th. He was your pole sitter. He led 31 laps on the day. Felix Rosenquist, 19th, 20th, Colton Herta, 21st, VK, 22nd, Harvey, 23rd, Castro Davis, 24th, Ferrucci, 25th, Francesco, 26th, Pagino, and 27th, Peterson. Again, your leaders today, McLaughlin, Grosjean, Award, Erickson, and Dixon. Movers to Today, Callum Eilat plus 17, Graham Rahal plus 14, Connor Daly was plus 12, Canapino was plus 9. There were five cautions for 26 laps and uh, a red flag on the opening lap of 21 minutes and 23 seconds. And Marcus Erickson with that win. Uh, will hold a 10-point advantage over Marcus Erickson, the early lead in the battle for the championship. And Davey Hamilton, this race had a little bit of something for everyone, and uh, it was certainly compelling, and uh, it wasn't over until the last handful of laps.
Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, everybody has a pick for a winner. And, um, you know, I don't know if anybody picked Erickson. You know, I mean, obviously he's good. He's That's his fifth win. We know he could win. He won the biggest race in the world, the Indy 500. But, you know, just after watching where everybody qualified and what was going on, uh, he was on top of the charts. But what an outstanding drive that he had. Unfortunately for Pato Award, starting in third in this race, I, I had him picked that he could be a contender. He was, but out of his control, that put him fire. And, how about Scott Dixon? Uh, still so cool. Still finished the third, but just this race still eludes him and eludes him. So just uh, can't get in victory circle. But overall, a great day. And I have to say this, Rossi, uh, he needed it. It's been a while, right? I mean, he did get a win last year, but he just hasn't had that consistent season. And right now, he was there all day. He's plugged in. He stayed out of trouble. Um, seems like that he's accepted with open arms in that team. And um, you know, watch out for McLaren. I think they got a they they got a really good program this year. Our friends at Trackside Online uh, remind. Mind us, Davey Hamilton. This is top five, number 193 for Scott Dixon. That means with all of his starts in his career, a little over 52% of the time, he's tied Mario Andretti, by the way, with that feat. But imagine this, 52% of the time for all of his starts, he's finished in the top five. Yeah, it just, it's just amazing. I mean, it's how, how good he is. I mean, I just uh, we continue to say that over and over again. And uh, no surprise, I know he's rewriting the record books, and, and uh, rightfully so. He, and he's going to continue to write them. I mean, it seems like, uh, I think you mentioned every lap, every corner, every qualifying run that he makes, it seems like there's some sort of history being changed. And, uh, boy, it's just, a, it's just an honor to be able to watch that happen in front of our eyes. Safe travels, my friend. We'll see you in Texas right, yep. in a few weeks. And uh, coming good. up, uh, we want you to make your plans for the summer no place to spend the summer than in music city nashville tennessee we'll tell you how you can get tickets and all of the exciting things set for nashville tennessee coming up in august when we come back Sunday, August 6th. It seems like a long way away, but it's never too early to start planning for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix, and we were happy, we are happy to have with us Jason Rittenberry, president and COO. Been the only one the event has ever had, and uh, again, Sunday, August 6th. Uh, tell us about all of the special things that you have planned uh, for that incredible race weekend in Music City. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome city, an awesome event uh, in Nashville Music City coming up. Uh, actually, it seems like a long way away, but only 153 days away from today. So uh, lots of work still to get done, but uh, lots of lots of planning's already taken place. We're excited about the event this year. And, uh, you know, the one thing we did this year was we listened to our fans, and, and we heard uh, all the comments from last year about it being hot and the weather and those things. You know, there's not, not a lot we can do about the weather in Nashville, uh, but there is some things we can do to try and help with that so you know working with indycar and uh tv partners we were able to get the start time for for our sunday race moved up to uh, you know 11:30 in the day instead of that 2:30 or 3:30 start in the afternoon so not quite in the heat of the day but uh we're going to have a fantastic event uh lots of racing that day and obviously being in music city lots of music for for the entire weekend well oftentimes a new event undergoes some growing pains and getting uh, the, the community in which you race to embrace the event that's not been the issue in Nashville. Uh, you have had tremendous support and the entire community has embraced that event almost from the day it was announced. We have. It's, it's been uh, one of the most exciting things about hosting hosting our event in Nashville and, and being born and raised there and it being home for me, it means even more to me. It's even more special to uh, you know to have the support of the city, uh, the support of the, the fans that live there and, and the businesses. I mean, they, they've embraced our event. They've embraced us bringing this, you know, this circus to town into downtown Nashville and it 
happens, you know, almost every weekend in Nashville, there's a major event and something special going on. But, you know, we feel very honored to be trusted with one of those weekends in Nashville. And we feel like we, you know, do the best that we can do and provide a great event for our fans. And the city will continue to embrace it and continue to uh, allow us to put on this event. And, you know, we're just excited about the future in Nashville. We're excited about uh, what we've done the the first two years. And this year is going to be you know, uh, as good as the inaugural event in our minds. And then uh, we're excited about the future and what holds, uh, you know, what holds uh, ahead for us down the road. Either for those that are looking to go back or those that haven't been that would like to go, the most important thing, how can folks uh, find out more about ticket packages, what you have available for the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. All the ticket packages are available. Everything from our three-day general admission and three-day reserve grandstands all the way up to our clubs. We have multiple levels of clubs, uh, all-inclusive clubs for the weekend. Uh, all those can be found on our website, musiccitygp.com. And you guys also are very active on social media, so people can follow you there as well? Absolutely, at Music City GP on all the socials. Uh, that makes it easy. Hey, congratulations and continued success. Happy to have Jason Rittenberry with us, president and COO of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. Continued success, and we'll see you before we know it. Anytime throughout the course of the season, you're at the racetrack, please join us, will you? Absolutely, I will do it. I'll see you guys next in Long Beach. The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding, has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for redefining the limits. Advanced Auto Parts, official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series. Pennzoil, official motor oil of the NTT IndyCar Series. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Coors Light, cold as the Rockies, Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Borkwater, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in motorsports. By Safety Clean, the official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Shell, official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today, Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine, Alex Wolf, and Georgia Henneberry. Dirt announcers, Dick Yeoman, Michael Young, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Burgett. Our producer is Sam Rumsa. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James. Thanks again to the St. Petersburg Yacht Club for their hospitality this weekend. Don't forget, you can listen to IndyCar Radio 24 hours a day. Go to IndyCarRadio.com or download the TuneIn app to your phone or tablet. Then don't forget to come back here to this station Sunday, April 2nd. It's the PPG 375 from Texas Motor Speedway. We'll talk to you then. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.